This GCN program brought to you by Frederick Remington. Fully cooked bacon, the thickest, meatiest, center-cut bacon in the industry. Available at fullycookedbacon.com. That's fullycookedbacon.com. The gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So Chris O'Brien is back with us this week. And we have the one, the only, Greg Bishop. Except no substitutes. We don't accept any substitutes. Yeah. (laughs) We are no substitutes. Right. Something like that. Bunch of things to talk about on this episode and I wanted to dive right in because I got a book I probably Chris got one too I don't know about you Greg got a copy of a book from I guess a decent sized publisher called New Page Books they've published books from Kevin Randall and others and I was thinking here it's not 2017 maybe this book came out a few years ago and they just republished it and then I looked at the subtitle The book is called Cover Up at Roswell, Exposing the 70-Year Conspiracy to Suppress the Truth from Donald R. Schmidt. Now, if it wasn't for the 70-year thing, I would have thought this book would have come out a few years ago. Maybe he was holding it, you know, and just waiting. But one thing he didn't do, at least according to the index, he did not mention the Roswell Slides. Maybe it's in the book somewhere. I haven't had a chance to read it. I'm debating whether I should. Did you get a copy, Chris? Nope. He doesn't like you. Oh, well. Greg? Oh, hell no. No, and I wouldn't read it anyway because I don't yeah, care. Yeah, me neither. I'm having a hard enough time uh, bringing myself to read Nick's book when it arrives. I never did get one. <laughs> I read it. I enjoyed it. I had him on my show, and I think you guys did too. And um, I'm going to use that as the go-to right now until I hear something better. Nick's explanation. Yeah, I, I do like it. It has a ring to it. Of course, Joseph, Joseph Farrell also um, is in the um, you know hidden technology camp, too. And, of course, he thinks that the uh, Germans uh, flew them up from South America or maybe Mexico just to scare the uh, 501st. Um, and, and, you know, the Defense Industrial Security Council, DISC, at uh, White Sands, headed by Werner von Braun, uh, I just love that that theory as well. But uh, no wonder the U.S. government would be so freaked out. Think about it. If all of a sudden these uh, man-made saucers uh, turned up and we had some knowledge uh, in the intervening two years since the end of World War II, we had some knowledge of uh, you know the, the Nazi saucer uh, experimentation, the Hunnebrows and, and the other uh, craft, and then to have one actually uh, possibly crash. Although the material doesn't quite you know, fit the nuts and bolts UFO scenario. Most people who are into Roswell always forget to mention that. It's like, you know, what, UFOs fly in UFO uh, Mylar balloons or something? Uh, It just, it doesn't make sense. But anyway, I digress. Well, I kind of think here it's more and more obvious Roswell is a digression. Yeah, well, it is a digression. 
Um, and I think Roswell, to me, is like what the Kennedy assassination has been for many years. It's impo- It's going to be almost impossible to ever figure out exactly what happened, especially, and in this case with Roswell, because it's so wrapped up in belief systems and what people want to be and not not as an open mind as to what possibly happened. And as Nick pointed out, I think probably on your show and definitely on mine, is that Roswell has been kind of staked by UFO study uh, as kind of their holy grail or whatever, and that and um, that if it's proven to be completely mundane, where does that leave you know, ufology? It makes them look very bad. Um, so they don't want that um, that legend messed with. I don't know what happened in you know 1947 in Roswell. I've gotten to the point where I kind of agree with Nick that it was it might have been some kind of secret project because that ticks more boxes than the um, alien explanation to me. I'm willing to be pulled back into the alien explanation, but uh, for right now, it's just you know it's it's so like I said, so wrapped up in belief. I don't know if we'll ever have an answer on it. Well, it seems to me as if Donald Schmidt was living in an alternate reality. Instead of Earth-38, he's in Earth-2. And being that he's on Earth-2, he doesn't realize that Nick wrote a book in 2005 and this year, and last year we had Roswell in the 21st century from Kevin Randall. And if he was fully aware of those two books, those three books, rather, if he was fully aware of those three books, he would not have written his, or maybe he still would rather live in a bubble. Right. Well, you know, he knows what side the uh, the old Roswell bakery uh, has buttered the bread. So, you know, he's going to go with it. Uh, but, but there is no more bakery, is there? I'm sure there is. The, the very topic has become such a, a powerful meme within the culture that, uh, you know, the, the meme, because it is so big and it's gobbled up so much, uh, you know, underneath it, kind of sub-memes, that it it constantly has a need to be fed. So you're going to have individuals electing themselves to feed the Roswell meme um, along, you know, with the obvious um, financial rewards that the the town reaps from the association. I mean, it's it's like a virus. I've said this many times on the show. The closer you get to Roswell when you're traveling there, you you start to see the alien gray uh, face meme. It really starts in earnest about 100 miles out. And by the time you get, you know, 50 miles away, it's almost, you know, predominant any gas station, any uh, place that you stop. And then as you get even closer to Roswell, that that alien face meme just is, is all pervasive. I mean, it takes over. And uh, it's like a virus spreading out from Roswell in terms of cultural belief. And so that that belief system is feeding this meme. And so you have people like, uh, you know, Tom Carey, Donald Schmidt, Kevin Randall. Um, you know, lectures by, you know, any number of people, uh, Nick included, that, that keep that, that ferment of, of, of novelty and, and uh, change happening so that, that that myth can keep trundling down, you know, trudging down the, the, uh, the dusty country road like a big sauropod. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think what Nick's trying to do, and Kevin to some extent, and even Bill Moore, actually, who has disavowed any alien explanation for it in the last, I don't know, 10 years or so, 
is they're trying to say, look, I think we should take a really serious look at what this this um, this has grown into, this mythology has become, and how we might be fooling ourselves, and to keep an open mind. I'm actually speaking at Roswell this year, so I'm not going to put down the town of Roswell. What I'm talking about is the belief system that happens right. to have grown up around it, and how that's, you know, a belief system is unassailable. You just, if somebody has a belief in something, there is no way you're going to change their mind about it. Well, so yeah, I think that's like, what's going on here. It's like Hiawatha trying to, you know, getting a tour of the uh, uh, the USS Ronald Reagan and, and and taking his canoe paddle out and trying to trying to uh, you know uh, enact some sort of uh, portside turn. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> it's such a behemoth that it doesn't matter whether Nick or or, or Kevin. It, it, the meme has so much inertia, and 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 it's the mass is just so incredible that it's impossible to stir that meme in a new direction. It is. The aliens have already been here, and the government knows that is the linchpin to so many super memes in this whole subject area. And you know, I'm, I'm fascinated by by watching people like like Kevin and, and Nick uh, and and Joseph Farrell come up with alternative ways to look at at the uh, what little we actually really know, and uh, you know, trying to come up with other explanations, other spin, other you know, documentation and other theories and hypotheses to explain the event. Uh, so, hey, I'm all for it. I, I just love uh, surfing, surfing along, watching the, uh, <laughs> the meme propagation. Uh, speaking of meme propagation, anybody hear about uh, Jacques Vallée at uh, Conflict in the Desert? Uh, I've I just heard a few little things here and there, but... Uh, Greg, have you heard anything uh, how how he uh, went over there? Uh, yeah, because I was there. Oh, cool. <laughs> well, okay, ladies and gentlemen, let's frame this in a better way, and let's start with the next segment, where Greg Bishop will tell us what happened at Conflict or Chaos in the Desert. Of course, those of you who are members of Paracast Plus heard an on-the-side report from Walter Bosley, who was also there. So if you want to know more about that episode, go to plus.thepowercast.com to sign up for After the Powercast, and we'll tell you more about our premium service soon. We're catching up here with our old buddy Greg Bishop. We're just sitting around watching the wheels go by. With Gene and Chris, you're in. The Paracast. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive PowerCast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the PowerCast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a PowerCast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.thepowercast.com, store.thepowercast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Powercast. You go to store.thepowercast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. Are you happy washing your hands with harsh chemicals? Are you happy doing laundry with detergents? Are you happy paying high prices? Find your happiness with Pure Soap. These all-natural, earth-friendly Pure Soaps are the very best you've ever used. Buy in bulk. 
Get a 12, 36, or 48-month supply. Or get items individually and still save big. You're getting soap products twice as good as what you're using now. Earth-friendly and natural soaps. Your family deserves the best. Happiness is 5starsoap.com. Why not put your money up the drain for a change? See them at 5starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Cal Ben Soap Company can save you thousands of dollars and give you good old-fashioned real soaps that are triple concentrated. Soaps made from vegetable and coconut oils. See their full selection of soaps at 5starsoap.com. That's F-I-V-E starsoap.com. Or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Homeowners have much more to worry about than just making their mortgage payment. Can you afford to repair or replace your air conditioning when it stops working this summer? Or worse, a major plumbing problem? With National Home, you can say goodbye to repair bills. If you own a home, you could stop paying for these costly repairs. Best of all, call now to get one month of repair coverage for free. Get total protection for your home's major appliances and systems so you have no more costly repair bills. Call 800-887-3022. That's 800-887-3022. 800-887-3022. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed, it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon you'll need a plan and place to survive. Forget bunkers. You're not a live underground gopher. You need survivalist camps, the ultimate fully functional off-the-grid mobile survival bug outhouse that's well-equipped and custom-built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement? You bet. See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family's survival to survivalistcamps.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So, Greg Bishop, you were at Crazy People in the Desert, where, surprisingly enough, Jacques Vallée gave a speech. Tell us mm-hmm. more. When did when did uh, Walter give you his report? Uh, let's see. We did the show. He was there all every day. Yeah, we did it on a Friday. We did it a yeah. Friday afternoon that week. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was. I guess that was the first day. I think it was a Thursday, and it went into Monday, which is kind of weird. I guess some people come out there and just spend the whole time. Sounds exhausting um, to me. Yeah. Well, maybe it is. I don't know. But especially since it was all outside this year, they actually got smart and they built a huge shade uh, area over where this main stage is. Uh, so the people there were continuous like presentations and speeches going on in this main stage. Yeah, They had that last year, too. How, what was the oh, really? temperature like? 
It was totally bearable. It was like in the probably in the low to mid eighties at the very oh, most. Oh man, last year it was one hundred and four to one hundred and six. Yeah. yeah, well, because they made somebody made the decision to have it on in like June or something. Yeah. Which I don't, I don't know what thinking went into that. Dick, it starts it's, getting it's, ridiculous it's around. Yeah, around <laughs> now it starts getting ridiculous. So they they actually got it the last couple of weekends here before it gets really hot. Another weird thing about the where they had at the Institute of Mental Physics was uh, begun by a, a man, I can't remember his real name, but his, like, his, his uh, spiritual name was Ding Li Mai. Um, I don't know where he got that name, but he used to have, he had a set of, uh, he, had, he had a group called the, the Mental Physics, you know, the, 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 the Study of Mental Physics. And I guess he was some sort of a heir to some fortune, so he was able to do this. And he had this place built. He had Frank Lloyd Wright's son design all the buildings, so they're really cool looking. I used to go out there in the in the um, '90s with my friends to just hang out there. There was nobody there. Now it's you know gotten this new life as the uh, Joshua Tree Retreat Center, and even more, I guess, as the contact in the desert thing happens. Anyway, I just went one day on Sunday um, because I had stuff to do the other days, and I realized that. Uh, Volet, which is really the only reason, the main reason I went out there. I mean, I saw Walter, Olaf Phillips, a few other people that I hadn't seen in a while. Um, and, uh, oh, what's his, uh, anyway, I went out there uh, on Sunday, just in the morning. Uh, I got there an hour before Volet's um, workshop talk, where you have to pay extra. Um, so I paid the extra. Strangely enough, None of the workshops were sold out. All of them still, I said, you know, which ones are sold out? And they said none. Um, so I was able to buy a ticket to his uh, lecture, you know, basically 20 minutes before it started. Um, the lecture was called UFO Research for Those Who Mean It. Um, there were probably 40 people there, and which was about a third of the room. That was, uh, it looked like about a third of the chairs were f- filled. Uh, halfway through the talk, he said, I think people are getting restless. Let's take a break. I think about a third of the people left at that point. Oh, um, boy. Now, I have a fast question before we go on. Did you happen to catch how many people might have shown up at the other workshops? I didn't go to any other workshops because I didn't care to see them. Um, so I don't know. I, I have no idea. One was sold out. I think it was the, what's it, J.J. Hurtak or whatever about giant rock something like that they were doing an all they might have been visiting giant rock like taking a group out there or something um i've been going to giant rock since 1989 i think pieces of the come on in uh the the little the little um place that van tassel built were still there like the floor was still there it's completely disappeared now all gone and no trace of it whatsoever um apparently somebody told me they're trying somebody's trying to dig under the rock again uh, and excavate the rooms that were underneath, and they've dug in enough that you can actually go in there, which is stupid because snakes and stuff live in there. I don't know why anybody would be wandering in there. Yeah, none of the, I don't know if the other how how full the other uh, workshops were. There were a lot of people there. I don't know if there were you know the same attendance as before, but every time I walked by that main um, uh, stage, there were hundreds. There's probably three four hundred people in lawn chairs and stuff sitting there. Because uh, they don't have any seating, so you have to bring your own, you know, chairs. But how uh, much extra did it cost for a workshop? Uh, for valets, was twenty five bucks. He's certainly worth twenty five dollars. 
I, I, I paid because one, one I, I wanted to go, and two, I hope he gets some of that money. I don't know if he needs it, but it's certainly I, I hope some of the money went to him for doing this workshop. Because how often does Valais show up at anything? He showed up at um, UFO uh, uh, International Congress two years ago. Chris and I were there. Uh, you, you came too, Gene. Um, yes. Yes, as a matter of fact. He didn't give a presentation, though. He just uh, answered a few questions and yeah, yeah. made a couple of statements. Yeah. This is the uh, first full-blown, bona fide, true believer UFO conference he's done since 88. Yeah. I think what he's trying to do is uh, basically give people one more, like, look, this is how I do things. This is how I've been doing things for years. Please, you know, listen to me. And if you can, you know, if you can get something out of this, maybe we can save part of this weird thing that's called ufology. I think that's, you know, the, <laughs> I think that's the reason he was out there. He's just kind of like. He's trying to give people one more push into, you know, these are my ideas. Please consider them. Well, um, consider any any creative thinking. I mean, yeah. let's get real. Yeah, exactly. But the thing is, what the, the, the lecture was, the UFO study for those who mean it, what he did was, you know, it wasn't the flash and the, and the fun stories and all that that everybody else was doing, I, I would assume. What his lecture was, was, um, look, here are four UFO cases. None of them are famous or anything like that. He had two from history, obviously, because he's uh, worked on that book with Chris Aubeck, Wonders in the Sky. And he had two more modern ones, both from France. Um, and the, the two older ones, I, I can't remember what they were, but the, you know, one was from like the 17th century and one was from the 19th or 18th century. And they actually went back and checked the uh, records, um, the people involved. And found out you know, that, in fact, you know, one of them was um, so covered up with uh, uh, the politics of the time and broadsides and people writing for very you know, different reasons that it was basically mostly made up. The other one, a few of the people they found didn't even exist. Uh, so he said, look, these two are just – there's nothing you can get from these. It's basically based on rumor and people repeating things over and over again till they think it's true. Um, the third one had to do with, and this was fascinating. If I can, uh, do you mind if I uh, describe? I'll, I'll take less than a minute. Hey, no, take whatever time no, is necessary. The third um, case he was talking about happened in France. I can't remember when he said. Probably, I think in the seventies or eighties. Um, he said, "Here's what happened. There were a few people in this village in France somewhere. About one in the morning, they saw a really bright light, and there was." Um, there were about four or five witnesses. All the, all the power went off in the town. I guess I'm going to run out of time here in a little bit. Uh, we'll continue on the other side. But uh, two people were in a car. They said they saw this thing following them. Uh, a woman, uh, the, this old couple's daughter, um, she was visiting, had a radio. She heard weird sounds on the radio. And after the uh, incident was over, um, the, the UFO was hanging over this fish pond uh, where they were growing fish as a business, and all the fish in the pond died. Ooh, um, that's a good point to leave off. Yeah. Yep. Greg Bishop, Gene Steinberg, Chris O'Brien, you're in. The Pericas. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. 
Lifetime Gray's 100% grass-fed beef has the health benefits you seek. When compared to conventional beef, it offers good fats while virtually eliminating the bad. That's the result of cattle who never eat grain, ever. Rich in antioxidants, including vitamin E, C, beta-carotene, and CLA. No artificial hormones, antibiotics, or other drugs. For all our fresh, non-cooked products with only 100% grass-fed beef, go to MidasResources.com. Use voucher code GCN to get 30% off your order. MidasResources.com or find us on Facebook. Yesterday, I got a call from the IRS. They say I owe them over $16,000. I don't have that kind of money. Don't try to fight the IRS on your own. Use Coast One Financial Group and let them help you get a fresh start. If you owe at least $10,000 in back taxes, call now for a free and confidential tax debt analysis. Call Coast One now for a free consultation at 800-643-4661 now. 800-643-4661. That's 800-643-4661. Hi there, I'm Bob Eubanks. You know, as part of Hollywood for a long time, I've seen my fair share of celebrities get in trouble with the IRS. Well, there's one name I trust, the Tax Defense Group. They're the most trusted name in tax. So if you owe more than $10,000 to the IRS, you really need to call my friends at the Tax Defense Group. Ignoring the IRS is not the solution. They can garnish your paycheck, levy your bank accounts, seize your home or business. But the Tax Defense Group could put a stop to all of that and tailor a program that would reduce your tax debt to pennies on the dollar. you got to love that. So don't just take my word for it. Call them. Find out for yourself. They offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. And they're open 24 hours a day because they know that tax debt doesn't sleep either. Call now for your free and confidential tax analysis from the most trusted name in tax. Call 800-361-6907. 800-361-6907. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas. When I was playing ball, they called me the big hurt. But after I left the game, Mother Nature started putting a big hurt on me. I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, it wasn't my fault. Once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. But luckily, I found out about Nugenics. Nugenics is a unique man-boosting formula powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help boost your free testosterone levels. Get a complimentary bottle now by texting PRIME66 to 321321. With Nugenics, you can feel stronger, leaner, with a lot more stamina and energy. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenics is GNC's number one selling men's vitality product. Get a complimentary bottle now by texting PRIME66 to 321321. Nugenics samples are not available in stores. So again, text PRIME66 to 321321. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com, and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like.
Hi, it's Grant Cameron from PresidentialUFO.com. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Yes, that's somebody we picked up on the street to do that announcement. I don't know who it was. So, Greg, before we continue with other stuff, please continue this fascinating story from Jacques Vallée. Okay, so he said the gendarmerie went out there and he said they have very strict protocols about how they talk to people about these things and the information they get. So they talked to all the witnesses. They um, took down all their statements. Um, and I think maybe um, Japan, the uh, French um, part of their, their military that actually in- investigates UFO reports, they went out and talked to all the witnesses, got all their statements, found out that these um, fish had died. Uh, there were three ponds there, three fish-growing ponds. The middle pond was where this thing was hovering. And they, all the witnesses said, or at least the closer ones said, they saw fiery b- blobs of uh, light or fire f- dropping out of the UFO towards the pond. So they did an, uh, talk to all the people, got all their statements. You know, it sounded like something really strange had happened. Everybody was kind of frightened. They thought something very strange had happened. And the one clue they had was all the fish in the one pond had died. So they took one of the fish to a lab and figured out that the fish had been poisoned. Not zapped with electricity, not hit with a ray. They had been poisoned by something. That's pretty unusual. Yeah. They did some more searching. They they went to the power company. There is a very, a, a very uh, carrying a lot of power, high tension wire, or at least power line going over that pond. What they found out was that there was a short in that power line and that the, the glowing white that everybody saw, that big glowing white light, was the, was the arc happening while the, while the line was shorting out. The middle of the line was made with steel and it was, it was a very old power line encased in um, aluminum. The aluminum had been melting and falling into the pond. That's what those little pieces of light shooting out, you know, falling out of the bottom of the object was. So those little pieces of, you know, those pieces of molten uh, uh, aluminum had fallen into the pond and they were giving off like aluminum oxide and went out into the water and killed the fish. So he's, <laughs> what he said was, look, after all the, because he said, this sounds like a great case, doesn't it? And everybody's kind of nodding. He said, well, it turned out it was a short in the power line. And all the things that people said about it were basically things that they thought because they thought something really weird was going on. Um, he said, so that, that takes care of that case. The final case, he said, he had actually investigated himself, which is in his area of France, I think Pontoise, where he grew up. And so he said, I know some, I know the people here, and I know how they talk, and I know what they're like, and all that. So it's easy for me to go out and talk to them. Um, at a hunting lodge, he said, this large object, I think sometime in the 90s, had uh, shown up at 5 in the morning, hovered over this person's car. All kinds of weird lights were falling out of it, like sparkly lights onto the ground and disappearing. Um, there were four witnesses. He found two or three more, uh, basically said the same story, except one who said that he saw an airliner flying over the, the, the hunting lodge, which is, he said is next to impossible because it would have crashed at that, at that level. And there's, it's not on anybody's, you know, um, final approach or anything like that. Anyway, he said, look, I'm still looking at this case. I don't know if there's an explanation for it, but the, what he wanted to leave everybody with was, if you're going to do serious research, talk to people, find more witnesses, 
Get everything you can out of them. Do not front load them with any kind of information that you think should be relevant. Just let them talk and check out everything before you make any kind of a conclusion, even if it's no conclusion. Um, that was his basic uh, message to everyone. <laughs> and, and it went out to 40 people. Yeah. <laughs> Until the break when, what, a third of the people left? Yeah, I, I don't quote me specifically strictly on that, but I kind of looked around me after the break and I did notice, as far as I could tell, that there were less people there, probably up to a third had left. So there were probably, you know, 30 people left or 20 when he gave the last part of his talk. And I was thinking, this is Jacques Vallée talking. Where did you people go? Yeah, well, you know, you, you stay, stay kind of hidden and uh, apart from the field for almost 40 years, and that's what happens. Speaking of appearing, we are working on the possibility of having Jacques Vallée return to the PowerCast later this year. That's in the cards. So let's see what happens. And maybe we'll bring you back, Greg, for that one. There are a lot of things to talk to him about. And I find it so sad in the UFO field that someone like that, someone that influential, is just shunted aside to some kind of workshop and very few people care. I think that's almost uh, insulting. He might have wanted it that way. Well, I, I kind of think that I don't think he did. I don't think he really cares whether he's famous or not. What he cares about is that his message gets out to people who will do something about it. Right, right. Hiawatha with the with the uh, the paddle on the <laughs> SS Reagan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I've gotten to the point where it's like people are saying we've got to save the field. And it's like, no, we don't. We have to get pe smart people who are interested in doing good work to do this work without a TV show sitting there, without some big book deal, without a, a movie deal, without just doing the damn work quietly and, and, and um, methodically and, uh, and not even scientifically in whatever method works that brings a result get a result and bring it back to us and see if we can do it too. I right. think that's how thing. And a lot of it, you have to recognize that anything that happens to people is a, uh, in regards to the phenomenon is a very individual thing. So everybody's going to have their individual reaction to it. And we have to realize that that's not a, that's not a scientific way to go about it. Science can be used, but it has to be alongside, I think other methods. Focusing on the experience as much as, the event and the experiencer just want to bring up a couple of things which may be worthy of comment looking at where the field is going so we have robert zemetkis producing a new sci-fi drama based on project blue book of the 50s and 60s and the lead character will be based on dr j allen hynek you've heard this have you seen this have you heard about this i have but i didn't look into it i've heard about it too uh, just the last couple of days I see that um, History Channel, I think, has ordered up a, uh, a whole bunch of shows. Now, this will be fiction. No one's pretending it's going to be fact. It's not going to be like Hangar 1, which is fiction masquerading as fact. It'll be a sci-fi drama, which means they can take dramatic liberties. And I hope that Dr. Hynek's family is being well compensated for the rights to use his persona. Yeah, it's like the, um, the the last series based on Blue Book was Project UFO, produced by Jack Webb, I believe, in the 70s sometime. It lasted a single season, and they tried yeah. to bring, or maybe two seasons. more than a season. Maybe yeah. two seasons, I'll look it up. Project UFO, and the thing I recall about it is, obviously it had that breezy, clip dialogue style of Jack Webb. But 
it seemed as if they solved every case that it was presented from the skeptic's point of view. Oh, this is definitely another case that didn't survive. I'm looking here. The show was on 1978 and 79. There were two seasons. And I want to see how many episodes they did in the second season. It looks like 13 episodes in the second season. And in the first season, they did 13. So it was kind of one of these brief series. So it's the equivalent of a little more than one season that spanned two seasons. There you go. It was yeah, called Project. I loved, I, I loved that show when I was a kid. Well, as I said, I thought they were always taking a skeptical approach, but it was in keeping uh, with. It was in I keeping, remember. Go ahead. It was in keeping very much with the style of Jack Webb, though. Mm-hmm. We'll get back to that in a moment and Greg's further observations. Maybe it's on Netflix. I don't know. We want to remind you again that we have After the Paracast, which is the other radio show we do. It's available only if you subscribe to the Paracast Plus. Go to plus.theparacast.com. That's plus.theparacast.com. And we have lots of interesting things there, like a recent episode featured Monty Shriver, a retired gentleman from Aztec, Mexico, who grew up when this alleged UFO crash landed And you know what he remembers? What his friends at the class reunion remembered? Nothing. Plus.theparacast.com. We give you a commercial-free version of this show and more. Got Greg Bishop, Gene, and Chris. You're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Neighbors, I want to tell you about my favorite graphics app. It's the award-winning Graphic Converter. You know, Graphic Converter is the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features. And most important, it's easy to use. It's also far less expensive than that other app that you can only get by subscription. You know, the one I'm talking about. What's more, you can get 20% off with your order right now. So write this down to learn about Graphic Converter. Go to www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Let me spell that www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Are you looking to become more self-sufficient? Then you need to have your own energy source. The Solark EMP hardened generator is automatic, maintenance-free, and reduces your monthly electric bill. You can also take it off-grid when you go camping. Contact PortableSolarLLC.com or call for details at 972-575-8875 today. Portable Solar LLC gives you everything you need to start using solar energy in less than one hour. Solark EMP hardened solar generator energy insurance. For your family or business, call Portable Solar LLC today. The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health-sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. 
Cancer categorizes over 100 diseases. Though we do not diagnose, treat, or cure cancer, GCN team is offering the Clemson University study where there was up to a 95% reduction in cancerous cells when exposed to a plant-derived mineral supplement. If you or a loved one are searching for answers to this horrifying disease, come to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. We'll email you a copy for free. That's 877-878-4203. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the healthy body brain and heart pack to the healthy libido pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. This is Micah Hanks of the Grayling Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Now, Greg, before we went on that Project UFO TV show from the 70s, Greg, you said that you think maybe there were one or more episodes where they took a positive view of the case? I don't know about positive, but from my memory, which is maybe wrong, uh, there are at least a couple of them I remember seeing where they never really solved it. Like, this is one of the unsolved ones. But yeah, yeah, Jack Webb, just the facts. So who knows? Because he sincerely was interested in the subject. There is, strangely enough, I had, was doing some research once, and I went to UCLA, the UCLA, one of the UCLA libraries here in Los Angeles, and there's a whole section of the Jack Webb collection of UFO books. It takes up, I don't know, there's probably a few hundred in it, So, which is fascinating to me. I didn't know he was so interested in it. He's just one of those uh, Jackie Gleason celebrities that are really into the subject. So that's part of, that's part of the Jack Webb that people don't uh, know about. Right, but he died young. He was like 49 years old, and he yeah, died smoking. of a heart attack. Smoking, is that what did it? Well, probably. I mean, he was a heavy smoker, just like a lot of people. Then Rod Serling, uh, John Wayne, all those people. Right. So it seemed like he had a long way to go. Of course, he made all his money and he did all his work. Actually, he was older than that. I'll tell you that in a moment. He did his major work, of course, with Dragnet. And he suffered from acute asthma, a childhood problem. So smoking didn't help. And actually, he was older than I thought. He died at the age of 62 in 1982. 
Right. So there you go. John Randolph Webb. Yes. Yeah, I'm looking at it now, too. Wow, he was born in Santa Monica. Good for him. <laughs> and he's buried in Forest Lawn. I actually think I've seen his grave there when I've been to Forest Lawn once. Uh, once or twice I've seen his grave there. Sure. Oh, he was married to Julie London. Good for him. He had 6,000 jazz albums as private collection and was a close friend of Gene Rottenberry. That makes sense. Jack Webb. Speaking of figures, public figures, there's a big story that's been out the last few weeks. An interview with Bob Bigelow saying basically that he's absolutely convinced UFOs are alien. And of course, that story after it was out for a few days. I don't know if he said that, Gene. Well, that's the actual quote, absolutely convinced. No, he said he's absolutely convinced that they're here. Do you believe in aliens? I'm absolutely convinced that's all there is to it. Do you also believe that UFOs have come to Earth? There has been and is an existing presence, an ET presence. And I spent millions and millions and millions. I probably spent more as an individual than anybody else in the United States has ever spent on the subject. Is it risky for you to say in public that you believe in UFOs and aliens? I don't give a damn. I don't care. That's quoting from the 60 Minutes interview. Okay. I grovel corrected. <laughs> That's the first time in seven years. I just want to, I want to soak this well, up. I think, I think the important point to be made here is that he thinks they're here. Yes, and, very and much so. if you so. look at that quote carefully, it's almost like he's saying that they're, they're alongside us, that they're the other tenants in the building. That, that most people aren't aware of. That's the impression I get, but then that's what I'm probably wanting to, to see. No, you know what he actually said? And I don't know if Gene actually repeated this. He said, there, and I think maybe you did. He said, they're here right under our noses. Exactly. Nobody has said anything about that. They just said, why isn't he telling us what he knows? Why isn't he releasing all this information? Why isn't he, you know, how come he doesn't share? That I don't think that's the point. And I, we can get into that too, what, what yeah, the point is. Well, Greg, thank you for pointing that out. That's exactly the, the, the sentence that I was referring to. Okay, here's the, the quote right, right here from Lara Logan asks, you can find it here. Where exactly? It's just like right under people's noses. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah, I think he's saying that because, as Chris said, you know, it's, it's just a presence that's been with us forever. Either that or, as other people have suggested, whatever this other intelligence is, which I, I think there is. Um, is not uh, it's not bound by time or space, so it's it's accessible to anybody all the time, depending on what's going on or what conditions you're in or whatever. And he would know. Yeah, just careful what you wish for. Yeah, and the other point I made a couple, you know, I try not to get too much into into it with people online because I, you know, my new my new slogan, which is going to be on the T-shirts I make, is "Do not engage." Um. The uh, I think the the you know kind of the main point here when people are saying why doesn't he tell us and why doesn't he admit and why doesn't he share this information I guess he could and it might help but I think from his point of view and he said this in the interview I've spent millions of dollars I've done a, he's got access to people information and most importantly experiences that we do not it's like saying to somebody. Why do you believe in UFOs? And if they've seen one or had a close encounter, 
How can they explain that to you except if you've gone through it yourself? They can't really. Uh, it's just, it, it, if I had a gazillion dollars and all the resources and all that, and most importantly, the belief system that he has and the conviction that that's what's going on, I'd find that out too. If I'm giving people two gazillion dollars to find out, you know, if if my hunches are correct, if, they're tell, if they tell me they're not, I don't want to hear that, do I? I want to hear from people that are reinforcing that what I kind of think is that there's aliens coming here from somewhere. He said in the show that his grandmother and his grandfather had had a close encounter, I guess, with with some craft on a highway out near Vegas. He's had things that he wouldn't get into, and he probably had stuff go on at uh, Skidwalker that he where he was standing right there every time. Yeah. You can't explain that to somebody who doesn't know what you're talking about. So I, you know, I don't know. It might a little bit, little bit of arrogance, but it's also kind of like I, I t- completely believe these things. They make total sense to me, and there's. Almost no way I could explain it to you unless you'd gone through what I'd gone through. But he's not going to say all that stuff. There's not enough time, and people wouldn't understand. Right. Well, one thing that that I, if I ever interviewed him, I want to know what his motivations were, and I could probably predict that he would say, uh, first of all, uh, he he want he's looking for propulsion diagnostic science so that he can come up with a way to duplicate uh, this inertial um, you know propulsion. Uh, He's really looking for propulsion diagnostic information that he can commercialize. That's very right. important. He's a businessman. He wants to come up with a way to uh, scoot objects around in our atmosphere effortlessly. I mean, that's that's a goal. And the other goal is um, his uh, deep uh, interest, uh, almost obsession with the paranormal and um, and uh, afterlife uh, studies. That's why I think his relationship with John Alexander was quite a, a, a close one and, and probably a long-standing relationship because John Alexander has a PhD in thanatology, the study of, of life after death, basically, in the study of death. And yeah. so he lost his son, um, and, and that was a very traumatic thing for him from what I've heard. And personally, he is obsessed with finding a way to actually communicate with his son. I, I did not know that part of his story, but yeah, yeah thanks for bringing yeah. that up. Yeah, well, not many people do know. And, and you know, when I, when I look at someone like a Bigelow, who is a complete outsider, standalone individual, I mean, you know, he, the, the only person even remotely like him, in, in my uh, estimation, would, would have been Lawrence Rockefeller. But, but one thing you've got to say about Bigelow, he puts his money where his interests are, and he's not afraid. Of uh, of any sort of uh, you know blowback or any sort of uh, you know being painted with the the little green alien brush, not at all. I mean, he he proudly wears it on his on his uh, his big hanger with the you know the stylized right. kind of high def uh, was it high con- contrast uh, image of an alien uh, gray head uh, yeah. as part of the the Bigelow Aerospace logo. Yeah. So you know the guy really is an iconoclast. You you've got to really appreciate. The fact that he is really, truly putting his money where his mouth is. I just wish he would be a little bit more forthcoming uh, with some of the data that he's uh, obviously yeah, so uh, been able to gather. I understand where he's coming from. I I feel for everybody, and I agree with him. Yeah, release some of this data. But I also don't. I don't feel like the condemnation, like you know, you selfish bastard. Why don't you blah blah blah. No, no. I mean, I've I've. It's his. Yeah, he, it's, he bought it's, it. It's, it's it's his. It'd be nice if he could share it. 
but I'm, I'm trying to, you know, get into his headspace by, you know, why would he say these things? What was his motivation for saying these things? And it, as I've just described, that's uh, I, I think that's what's going on with him. Um, and uh, and it points up that, and, and I made this point, I think uh, Susan St. Clair, Demeter St. Clair, put something up on her Facebook recently within the last couple hours. And I, I said, look, he's got all these money and resources, and he's gone out and tried to find out for himself. We've got to do it, too, with our own, uh, with the resources available to us. We've got more to come about Robert Bigelow and lots more things with Greg, Gene, and Chris. You're in the Pedicast. Ha, <laughs> Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Ray Perkins, a reclusive veteran burned out from the Gulf War, lives tortured by relentless, perplexing nightmares. Nightmares of a horrific battle in deep space and of a mysterious woman suffering in agony for her devastated world. A woman not yet born, calling across centuries to him. Then, a coincidence leads him to his destiny, his chance to alter the universe. Attack Attack. of the Rockoids. The former fiction editor for Star Wars and Indiana Jones, Robert Simpson, writes... The soul of the novel Attack of the Rockoids lies in its heart and passion for building a convincing tale of a love that spans the galaxy. A thrilling story. Attack of the Rockoids is available now. Read a sample chapter and get a special discount off of the cover price at our website, rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Attack of the Rockoids, a novel in the grand science fiction tradition. In these uncertain times, it makes sense to have a sustainable backup method to cook food and boil water. If your current plan includes using a fuel-burning stove or cooking over an open fire, then there's a much better way. The Miniman Rocket Stove is a biomass-burning cooking stove that only requires small quantities of sticks and twigs for fuel. The Miniman Stove is easy to use, smokeless, portable, powerful, and sustainable. For the finest in survival cooking stoves and fire starters made right here in the USA, go to MinutemanStove.com. That's MinutemanStove.com. Do you know what's lurking in your water? More than 200 contaminants could be sitting there just waiting for your glass. With a ProPure water filter, start enjoying clean and great tasting water today. ProPure filters, independently tested, latest water filter technology. ProPure systems do not require electricity and are easy to set up and easy to use. To find out more, visit your authorized ProPure dealer or ProPureUSA.com. That's P-R-O-P-U-R-U-S-A.com. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So, I'm not going to comment on Greg Bishop's language work. Jacques Vallée's evil twin. (laughs) Yes, very evil, taking poor Berlitz language lessons in French. That's why I said, ha, 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 afterwards. (laughs) Yes, Greg Bishop. Now, here's the thing that always bothered me about Bigelow is when he puts his money in, he wants that control. I mean, he has a right, it's his money. But like, for example, with MUFON. Of course, I think his problem with MUFON was not just the money thing, that they didn't deliver 
the research he paid them to do. I think that was part of the dispute there. And that's the problem with MUFON. They don't deliver anything, except a lot of controversies like this guy, John Venter. Remember him, Greg, where he was ousted finally because he is a white nationalist making overt racist comments. We don't like to talk about politics. But this guy was saying some pretty nasty things. And finally, he was dismissed, I guess, as a state director. But he also was a co-host of the Hangar One TV show, which is still available online. So I don't know what they do about that. I don't know. You guys haven't talked about this on your show yet? We did a little bit. Chris okay. wasn't on, but we did last week. I, I saw a little bit of this at the beginning as soon as that Jan Harzen thing came up saying, oh, well, you know, if any, you shouldn't really. Who's worse, the hater or the people doing the hating, all the haters that come on? It's like, whoa, what kind of a reaction was that? Immediately, people started. I think I was the fifth one on there. I actually said I didn't say anything about Venture except, look, he can say whatever he wants. He should be able to say whatever he wants. That's totally fine, whether you agree with him or not. I don't personally agree with him, but whatever. The problem here was damage control. Any organization, any group, government, private, nonprofit, as soon as somebody sticks their head up above water and says something that might get them in trouble, they cut them off immediately. They said, we don't have anything to do with this person. They do not reflect the values of our organization, and we have let them go. They didn't do that. That was a big mistake. And, you know, they did it later after a lot of people started leaving MUFON and saying, look, we're not going to be associated with this anymore. So the problem, you know, wasn't really with uh, Venture, which is, you know, a problem anyway. Um, The problem was the reaction to it. That's what the blowback was. Of course. I mean, even then, it seemed like it was a half-hearted statement. And I think he certainly should have been more forthcoming about it, certainly express some emotion, how offended they are, but also tell the members, what are they doing to make sure other people who presumably speak for the organization, which is a separation, I mean, anyone can join, but when you speak for the organization, you're in a position of power, state director, member of the board, a field investigator, they need to do something to check these people to make sure they are people that you can welcome into your home and accept their presence. Well, either that or people that just do not bring up this crap and do not let it, let it affect their public persona, what's done in MUFON or anything said about MUFON. I know people who are diametrically opposed to me politically hold some opinions that I really don't agree with or even like, or I think might be dangerous. But as long as they don't bring it up, I really don't particularly care what they think. As long as they stay on uh, point with whatever we're working on, that's fine. I don't. The thought crime thing does. You know, I I don't have any problem with people holding a belief system and not pushing it on anybody else, or e- either that or bringing it up in the context of MUFON or whatever it is. Keep it to yourself. Yeah, keep it to yourself. And right. people may argue that he was keeping it to himself because it was a personal page on Facebook. That's BS. Facebook is public, unless you don't show anything to anybody except your friends. Everybody had access to what he said on his page, anybody that's on Facebook. So that 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 argument doesn't hold water with me. You know, it's brought up a lot of other problems in the organization um, and people are speaking out about it. And I hope that this continues, because if the organization survives, I don't know if it will or not. um, 
I, I, in some ways I want it to survive and others I don't. I, I'm conflicted about it. But that if it survives, that there's a severe shakeup in how they do things, how they vet people, um, and how, you know, what their methodology is, and even the, the organizational structure. And the thing here is just look up the person online, the first thing. If you see negatives, and anybody in the public eye has negatives, we all do. Yeah. Ask them, what is this about? Please explain. Yeah. And if the explanation is satisfactory, okay, that's fine. Right, exactly. But, you know, make the effort. A lot of ways MUFON is not up to date. It's not living in the 21st century. Their database feels like it's 1990, like a 1990 computer that can barely handle a textual search. And you want to search for something in the database. That's what you get. Yeah, and it's limited, too. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you another thing Valet said uh, in his talk about, uh, which really surprised me, about uh, databases. He said that I think he's, I hope I'm not quoting him out of context or, you know, anybody finds out this is wrong, please tell me. What he said was, I don't believe that UFO databases are useful anymore, which floored me. And the reason he said that was that he said, look, all this data has been gathered by people with different ideas, different cultures, different um, organizations, and they're all asking different questions. And if you put this into a database and start searching through it or even have an AI do it, it's going to come out with crap because it's basically, he said, it's, it's the old garbage in, garbage out idea. There's got to be a way, and he doesn't think there is, as far as I could tell, to reconcile all the different ways that data was gathered, how it was expressed, and you know what was uh, how it was categorized. And I, I hope he's wrong, but I'm, I'm, he knows way more about data and data gathering than I ever could. So I'm willing to uh, consider that maybe, maybe. The era of uh, gathering reports on all on uh, sightings might might be useless at this point. Uh, I, I don't know the answer to that. I think we have enough sightings. I think it's what do we do with it? What do we do with these experiences? And the problem with MUFON is they treat UFOs as events that are separate from the witness. Is the witness credible or not? Fine. Now let's look at the event and record it. And that's their concern. Yeah, but how do you how do you um, categorize a witness experience with the, the variety that comes across? That might be impossible. I mean, I guess you could take notes. Um, <laughs> what 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 happened later? And but this this isn't something an AI could go through at this point and figure out. You'd have to have people going combing through this stuff as a full time job, which is another thing. You know, you have to get people who are one data savvy and two. Um, UFO report and 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 uh, you know savvy to the, uh, the 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 subject and three and probably the most important how do you find somebody that doesn't have a bias that's going to start self selecting out stuff that might be important I I don't know I guess you can self select stuff you have well, to look at everything and then see if you can find something consistent. From yeah. one to the next. Because right now you have a zillion types of UFOs. They tr- try to find patterns. You know, ley lines and this and this parallel and that parallel. That's parallel nonsense. They keep trying to find these patterns. And what happens is once you find the pattern, the phenomenon does something else. 
We used to have the seven-year cycle of UFOs. We'd have flaps every seven years, flurries of sightings. This goes back decades ago. And then after people started getting aware of that, it stopped. Okay, no more seven-year cycle. Is it a five-year cycle? Where were the sightings from this year? Flying Saucers in the Straight Line Mystery. Remember that book? And that was one of the early books trying to find a pattern in the appearance of UFOs. I finally found a first printing copy, first English um, printing. So I think the the, the very first printing was in uh, French only, if I remember. Right. I had one of those too long ago, but we'll go into that Amy Michelle, time. yeah. Right. More to come with Greg Bishop, Gene Steinberg, Chris O'Brien. You're in the Paracast. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com, and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. 
Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. You've heard the phrase, you are what you eat? Not true. Actually, you are what you can absorb. So if the vitamins and supplements you now take are not being absorbed, what good are they? Introducing Protovite, proprietary liquid system that allows premium quality nutrients to positively affect the blood in an astonishing five minutes. Watch our amazing two-minute live blood cell video at TrueHealthFacts.com. That's TrueHealthFacts.com. Then call 502-410-3411. Protovite is nutrition you can feel. Protovite is nutrition that gets in. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So what do we all remember of Amy Michelle? He was really his ballet's uh, process. He was valet's first real mentor. Ah, he was educated with diplomas in psychology and philosophy. And he was a broadcaster, originally. And a hunchback. Was he? <laughs> yeah, he was. Like, like Ray Palmer. Yeah, he was a hunchback, kind of with uh, one of those sort of Oompa Loompa gates, because I think one leg was shorter than the other. Yeah, I'm looking Boring. at his background here. And he was a sound engineer at one time. Hmm. He came out with his UFO book back in the late 50s, and he talked about so-called alignments, it says here. Yeah. Are we talking about flying saucers in the straight line mystery? Is that yeah. It? The cloud the cloud ships. Yeah. A very good book. I, I, it's pretty rare. It's uh, difficult to find. And I, you know, after, geez, probably 30, 40 years of, of looking, I finally stumbled on a copy in a, in a, uh, a secondhand bookstore and bought it for like a dime. <laughs> it's probably worth some money. Yeah, that's usually how that kind of stuff happens. I I don't even know if I have a copy. I don't even, I don't even think it ever got reprinted. Actually, I think there's only one hardcover printing of it, and I, I even have a, a decent dust jacket on it. Pretty wow. happy with that. Yeah, nice jealousy. <laughs> well, I've been trying to sell my most valuable book on eBay, and I've I've had a couple of bites, but nothing nothing. Uh, Nothing substantial. It's kind of tough when you're asking five figures. Yeah. Well, maybe you should uh, go back to the uh, auction house. Yeah. I'll probably have to. Yeah. Hey, you guys had um, Robert Brandstetter on recently. How did that go? Well, he was on last week. And he was on after the Paracast. It was kind of just a brief thing. Kind of just like a catch-up kind of thing. He's going to huh? be on again because we're going to bring him back 
to talk about Robbie Graham's book. Oh, excellent. So that's scheduled for next week, I think. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, because that book just came out on Saturday. Yeah, why don't you tell us a little bit about it as a little prequel for um, having Robbie and, um, and Robert on? Oh, okay, yeah. Um, about a year ago, two years ago, I think, Robbie Graham contacted me to be one of the last interviews for Silver Screen Saucers. Because he wanted to ask me about uh, more and aviary stuff. He said, you might be interested in this this lecture I gave in Holland. And what he did was he gave a lecture about silver screen saucers, I believe. And then at the end of the lecture, he said, look, there's something I really want to say about the state of ufology. And he said it. And he got he got people walking out. He got cheers. He got people coming up to him later and saying, my God, somebody sh- should have been saying this for so long. I've been wait- waiting for so long for somebody to say, look, we're in trouble and things should change. He sent me a recording of that um, uh, lecture, or that part of the lecture, and I realized that maybe we we were kindred spirits, so we started talking. And he said, I think maybe I would like to do a book with some of these new ideas in it. So eventually that grew into um, UFOs Reframing the Debate. Uh, there are 14 writers in it. Maybe I can list them. M.J. Benias, me, Robert Brandstetter, Jack Brewer, Mike Cleland, Kurt Collins, Josh Cutchin, Lauren Cutts, Susan Demeter, St. Clair, Micah Hanks, Miles Lewis, Red Pill, our friend, um, Chris Rukowski, and Ryan Sprague. Uh, Man, I wish I'd been asked to do contribute something because, boy, I would have splashed the uh, the old bathtub dry. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Um, the, ultimately, everything went through Robbie. It was his decision, and he picked everybody. So I was just kind of felt lucky to be involved. But the thing is that uh, his quote on the book, which he's said a couple times, and I love it, it's a slap to the face of ufology delivered with love. Um, I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at the online version of the book. Let me just point out something to people here, since we have Greg on. In the acknowledgments, my special thanks to Greg Bishop, who consulted with me closely throughout the editing process and whose perspectives and advice have been invaluable. And of course... Red Pill Junkie did the illustrations, which yes, means they're I've fabulous. Yes, I've become his agent. Yeah, I've, 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 I've become his agent almost because people saying, oh, I think I need a cover for a book. I, I got somebody for you. And if you know, he's done two book covers. He's done mine and um, Reframing the Debate. They look completely different from each other. And they're both equally striking and amazing. And I had it on a table once when I was talking to somebody and people walking by in the restaurant kept coming by and looking at the cover, even though they had no idea what it was. Of, um, the the MC Escher uh, lettering. <laughs> yeah, and the Escher lettering is amazing. Uh, th- this was my book, though. They were just walking by and everybody's looking at it because the, the image was so compelling and that's what he's good at. Um, and then, you know, he also contributed a, a, an essay in there and did illustrations for it. He also did, did an illustration of uh, Jaime Masson as a carnival barker. <laughs> oh boy. No, that's definitely worth That alone is worth the price of the book. <laughs> By the way, we do have a cartoon of me and Chris, and Chris doesn't like it so much because it shows him playing a guitar. But that was done by Red Pill Junkie. So I'm yeah. the DJ and Chris is the musician. Yeah, if you get the picture. Yes. So the, uh, the, the you know the general idea of the book is let's um, bring up things that have not been said before, or mostly things that have been said before in a different way, or have been said before and nobody's paid attention to it, and we think they should, 
or the writer does, and present these as kind of it's like you know let's let's reset a little bit and see what what else can be done, what other thoughts are are there are on the subject rather than let's prove that aliens are coming here in ships. To everybody in the book, that is not the point of UFO study. The point of UFO study is to be um, curious, is to be curious in an open-minded way and see what happens. The one thing, interesting thing that's in there is Kurt Collins talking about the Roswell Slides Research Group, minute by minute, basically almost, what happened uh, and how they figured out um, what was uh, eventually turned out to be a mummified child who was in the, the museum right near where Chris lives. Uh, in the 1940s or so when the picture was taken. And that, that's a real fascinating account. I, I was actually in that group, but I didn't do anything, so I'm not really mentioned. <laughs> and in a cartoon from Red Pill is, if it looks like a mummy and it was found in a museum, that's obviously the body of a space alien. Yes, that's that's what he. That's the uh, word balloon. I think above um, the subject's uh, face. <laughs> and the title at the bottom, the bottom right says "Postcards from the Fool Me Once Carnival." Yes, I love this picture. This is great. Yeah. So this is uh, like like Chris said. That's I think that's worth the price of admission alone. And the Kindle just came out a couple days ago, so you can get it in hardcover or Kindle. I don't know what else I can say about it. I mean, I could go through each. Uh, no, just listen. Thing here, but that, the, the general idea is to reframe the debate. I would just recommend get the book, and we'll have Robbie and Robert on UFOs reframing the debate. And I'm looking at what you'll see with the Kindle version, more or less. But I'm seeing a fully formatted version here, the PDF copy that Robbie sent me. In fact, I've got it up now, and I don't want to get caught reading it because then we're not going to have a show. I'm just going to be <laughs> reading the book now. RPJ, he also did one of the best editorials we ever had in the Paracast newsletter. It was about comparing abductions and near-death experiences. We've got Greg, Gene, and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. Are you drowning in debt? Are you struggling to make minimum payments? If this sounds like you, know that it's not your fault. Credit card debt happens to good people. We've helped thousands of good people just like you become debt-free with our Debt Reset Program. Our Debt Reset Program is customized to get you debt-free in as little as 24 to 48 months with one low monthly payment. You don't pay a dime until we succeed. Call now to see how we can work for you. 800-912-6177. That's 800-912-6177. Again, 800-912-6177. 
Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. Analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. What if Extendivite really works, but you find that hard to believe and you spend precious time looking for someone to say, just try it. I have my help today because of Extendivite, and if I did not take a leap of faith and try it, well, I would be on disability today. Take one bottle of Extendivite as suggested for 60 days to find out for yourself. No need to stop any other meds you may be on. You know by now that they are not working for you. Before the 60 days are up, I know that you will feel Extendivite working for you and will want to take another bottle. Life is too short. Get your Extendivite today. Extendivite is available in capsule or liquid form for just $69.95 for a two-month supply. To get started, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by, making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a large portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-314-7417. 800-314-7417. That's 800-314-7417. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. Was that gay Dracula? Mm-hmm. I was going to say, the Paracast. <laughs> I'm just leaving this on because I think... It's in the spirit of the Beatles because it's 50 years of Sgt. Pepper. We honor outtakes and we honor asides and we honor the surprising things that occur. Yeah. My favorite outtake uh, tricks was during the final mix down, they had a microphone live in the studio. And as they were doing the fade out to I Am the Walrus, which actually should have been on Sgt. Pepper, but it wasn't. Yeah, but that was part of the magical mystery tour thing. 
Right, but it was actually recorded during the the Pepper sessions. Anyway, he uh, he turned on the radio and there was a, uh, a radio play of King Lear. And oh, if that's you listen very is. carefully, you can hear King Lear kind of weaving in and out of the outro of uh, yeah, yeah. I know the serviceable villain as studious as to the vices of thy mistress's badness with desire. That yeah, stuff. exactly. Exactly. I didn't know it came from the radio. I knew it was Lear, but I didn't. I didn't know it was a recording. He of a turned radio. the radio on, and that was what was on the radio. That was live. That was like a synchronistic recording, which which I just love that that story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but my wife actually bought the entire Sergeant Pepper set, and we've been listening to all the outtakes and all that. The vinyl, we've been listening to the vinyl. It's it's a beautiful oh, cool. package. Yeah, yeah, it just came out last week, I think. Yeah, we got it on uh, Saturday morning. It came. Yeah. And, and does it have the DVD of the making of? Uh, yes. Yeah, man, I, I can't. I really want to see that. Yeah, I got to listen to it with headphones. We've been listening to the vinyl like on the on the stereo out in the living room, but I, w- I want to actually get sit down with some headphones and really listen to it. Yeah, Is, and George Martin's son uh, remixed it. Yeah, Giles Giles Martin. Now, one thing I noticed, which is something that Paul McCartney said in an interview about it, and that is they were influenced by spontaneous things like a what was that. If you get my point, something weird happens in it, or they hear a weird sound, or somebody threads the tape backwards, and suddenly it's playing in reverse. They hear that and say, "Yeah, yeah let's that, do something with some that." Really good quality psychedelics really, really uh, are very creatively inspiring. <laughs> yes, that that you also helped. That certainly also helped. And then there was this comment from McCartney that I read. Where did they come up with Sergeant Pepper? And he said that. He was flying in a plane with their roadie, their head roadie. And he said salt and pepper. And McCartney repeated back to him, Sergeant Pepper. Don't know if it's true, but that's what he said. Yeah. I think a lot of this avant-garde stuff, it's been discussed, you know, extensively that McCartney was into Stockhausen and all kinds of experimental music and sound. And he brought a lot of this into the studio. A lot of people would think it might be uh, Lennon, but it was a lot of uh, yeah, no, it was McCartney's all McCartney. influence. Yeah, his, his yeah, you're right. Mainly his influence. In and I think there was also at this point some resentment to McCartney because he controlled the sessions very much. So it was his thing that everybody else participated in, and that might have been one of the early days of resentment. But supposedly, before they did Sergeant Pepper, they were actually talking about just giving up the Beatles thing. You know, this yeah, is becoming it becoming a new band with alter egos. Yeah, exactly. There's a letter in the new package, uh, if you get it from, um, I think, a journalist or somebody saying, I've heard the Beatles are going to break up because they're saying they want to do something, you know, that they don't want to be in their personas anymore. And they're, th- this press guy was really worried that the Beatles were going to break up because he'd heard this rumor that they wanted to change things. Well, I still say that uh, if you look at Rubber Soul, Revolver, uh, Sergeant Pepper and Magical Mystery Tour, those are probably the four most kick-ass, progressive, paradigm-shifting albums ever in a row by any rock band. Yeah, what's weird about it is that it's it, somebody pointed this out. It's that they're one of the few bands that were able to reinvent themselves and be innovative and, and not lose their audience and their popularity. And become incredibly even more relevant than, than they already were. But, but you know, I think it, it's interesting that it, that it dovetails... You know, Rubber Souls when they were first uh, really turned on to to pot uh, and and uh, cannabis, you know, and that sort of yesterday today. The Butcher Babies into 
mm-hmm. uh, the the kind of rubber soul period. And then and then right at the end of the rubber soul sessions, they were turned on to LSD. And of course, you know the famous um, um, "Tomorrow Never Knows" rendition uh, is a direct product of that. Doctor Roberts is a story of being dosed by their by their dentist, and then right. going into Revolver, and then you have an incredible uh, leap forward in songwriting uh, prowess and and uh, integrating sound effects and and um, and almost a uh, radio play sort of quality, a very theatrical quality to the music. And then, of course, uh, from Revolver into Sgt. Pepper, and then a lot of the leftovers from the Pepper sessions actually went on the Magical Mystery Tour album, Penny Lane, you know, uh, Strawberry Fields, um, and, and I Am the Walrus are the three songs that come to mind. But but a lot of that was all due to, to their to their uh, use of psychedelics, and, and even they admitted it. And it's funny how their albums went, you know, kind of downhill from then when they <laughs> when they got off the psychedelics. They they released some of their rawest albums, and then, of course, uh, Abbey Road was their last kind of swan song to make it all all seem uh, worthwhile. But uh, what's your take on the White Album? Uh, just a, a loose collection of of songs. Uh, just kind of no real. You know, everything's willy nilly. A lot of stuff, little ditties that they wrote in India, uh, Dear Prudence, Bungalow Bill, uh, Ballad of Rocky Raccoon. All those were songs that they just they just kind of banged off and wrote in, in India and then came back and recorded them properly. Uh, Mostly separately. In, yeah, a lot of it separately. Yeah, they weren't even in the studio. In fact, the other Beatles didn't even know that George Harrison didn't play the lead on while my guitar gently weeps that he actually had Cla- Clapton come in and the other yeah. Beatles didn't know and they were really ticked off when they found out. <laughs> well, yeah, one the person who described the album said it's like John and the band and Paul and the band and George and the band because each one emphasized their own personal stuff. Yeah. 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 yeah good. Good. That's a, a pretty good, I think, summation. But, you know, again, um, I think after Brian Epstein died, um, they were a ship without a rudder, and unfortunately, I think it was the the, the power the the power struggle. I think that that ensued after that to fill that vacuum um, really was what uh, you know broke up the band, and, and of course McCartney getting uh, Alan Klein as his lawyer, and 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 just a, a real uh, the whole Eastman. business thing with Apple, and it, it just all fell apart. Yeah, Klein was the other three, and Eastman was uh, he wanted to. Oh, that, that's wanted, right. Klein was yeah with with Lennon, um, uh, Ringo, and and Harrison, and then uh, the Eastmans got their own attorney, right? Yeah, I just read the uh, the Paul McCartney biography. I can't remember who wrote it. Uh, big, fat, like eight hundred page book, but fascinating. It took me like a couple of weeks to get through it. Yeah, I read that when it came out a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah, he also wrote one of Lennon on Lennon too. I haven't I haven't gotten Albert through. Grossman, I think. Uh, right, Albert Grossman. I don't think it was Albert Grossman. I can't he, remember. He wrote the the big book on Lennon that was very very good. Oh, okay. Well, I'd have to pick it up. I remember when John Lennon would come into I think WNEW FM in New York, and he'd sit down for interviews quite quite often, and he was talking about once this rock and roll album he did where he does rock classics. It was produced right, by Phil, Phil Spector. Spector. Right. right. Now, he said at the time, I'm paraphrasing what Lennon said. I bet this interview is online somewhere. He said he didn't realize that Spector was a nutcase. And that's pretty much what he said. And yeah. 
Yeah, he did because they they worked on Across the Universe and a few other Beatles songs together. Right, but he didn't realize that no, he worked with him, but he didn't realize the guy was a nut. He was crazy. They worked with him for a number of years. And so Spectre took the tapes, the master tapes from this album, and he stuck it in his basement and had all sorts of paranoid excuses not to give it to him. Right, well, he he held him hostage. (laughs) Right. And, And so the guy got to be pretty crazy. I think at that point they realized that Phil Spector was a lunatic, and they didn't realize that before. I don't know how he started with this, except that John Lennon once saw a UFO. More to come with Greg Bishop and Gene Steinberg and Chris O'Brien. You're in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Neighbors, I want to tell you about my favorite graphics app. It's the award-winning Graphic Converter. You know, Graphic Converter is the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features. And most important, it's easy to use. It's also far less expensive than that other app that you can only get by subscription. You know, the one I'm talking about. What's more, you can get 20% off with your order right now. So write this down to learn about Graphic Converter. Go to www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Let me spell that www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. Ralph, remember when you said you were going to start paying more attention to your health and now you're eating potato chips? Just a few. A few, okay, but you should be eating Superberries Aronia Berries. Aroni what? Aronia Berries from Superberries.com. They're known for having one of the highest levels of antioxidants that helps with overall wellness. Go to Superberries.com slash radio. And right now we get a free smoothie recipe book with our order. Plus we can save $4 at checkout. Wow, look at all the benefits of these berries. I know, Ralph, I know. Choose health. Eat purple. Superberries.com. Homeowners have much more to worry about than just making their mortgage payment. Can you afford to repair or replace your air conditioning when it stops working this summer? Or worse, a major plumbing problem? With National Home, you can say goodbye to repair bills. If you own a home, you could stop paying for these costly repairs. Best of all, call now to get one month of repair coverage for free. Get total protection for your home's major appliances and systems so you have no more costly repair bills. Call 800-887-3022. That's 800-887-3022. 800-887-3022. 
It's been said, any society is only three missed meals away from chaos. Those times may be near. Think about it. Our country faces multiple terrorist threats and aggressions from Russia and North Korea. Social unrest and violent marches yet again may lead to looting of stores and city shutdowns. And our crumbling infrastructure leaves our power grid vulnerable to long-term outages from a single cyber attack. When the chaos from any one of these threats arises, the government knows it can't provide during a widespread national emergency. That's why you need your own plan for self-reliance. That's where My Patriot Supply comes in. Get a four-week survival food supply for only $99. That includes breakfast, lunches, and dinners. Order online at preparewithgcn.com. $99 for four weeks of survival food that tastes like homemade cooking and lasts up to 25 years from My Patriot Supply. Get your kits today at preparewithgcn.com. Free shipping is included. Preparewithgcn.com. This is Dan Pillard. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Hi, this is Joshua P. Warren, author of The Poor Man's Paranormal, and you're listening to The Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So, The Beatles, Sgt. Pepper. I got that album one day before it officially went on sale. It was 50 years ago today. As a matter of fact, we're doing this show on June 1st. So you're right. I can't remember what the day was. Was it June 1st? I thought it was on like, you know, no, May. No, it was June something. 1st. Really? Okay. Right. In the U.S. It came out a week earlier in England, I think. Okay. Philip and Norman was the uh, biographer I read. Paul McCartney, The Life by Philip Norman. Yep. I read that actually yeah. a while ago. It's a good book. It's a little sanitized. Is it? But yeah, because McCartney approved of it. Well, I love the the part about him uh, getting into Stockhausen and Harry Parch, all the yeah. real super progressive Philip Satie, uh, Terry Reid. I love all that stuff, and because I always thought it was Lennon that was the real avant garde, you know, because of his association with Yoko. But yeah. as it turns out, no, it was all the backwards tapes and all that kind of loony stuff that they came up with in the studio. A lot of it was McCartney, most of it. Enough of the Beatles, ladies and gentlemen. Let's yeah, go I wonder back how we got par- off on that. We can't top the Beatles. Let's go back to the paranormal. How's that? Let's do that. Fine by me. Very good. Well, Just a brief announcement, by the, the way. Speaking of things that are happening, Don Ecker has announced that he is not going to produce any more episodes of Dark Matters Radio. But he still has the shows online. We've got a Dark Matters forum over the Paracast, so if you want to check the archives, it's there. There you go. Sorry to hear that. I guess it reached a time where, you know, maybe he felt that he couldn't do it any longer. It's like me and computer books. One day I woke up and I was writing all these books about computers, and it was at a time when publishers were cutting back, advances weren't as high, and I reached a point saying, I just can't do this anymore. Oh, well. There you go. Anyway, uh, we hope 
uh, Don Ecker will certainly rejoin us from time to time in the Paracast, and we wish him good luck in his future pursuits. Let us continue. Too many uh, distractions with the station going down and all that. Um, A few people, including myself, offered to help him set up his own um, station, uh, but it involves – it took me about a month or two to figure out everything to try and get my podcast set up properly so that it's completely done by me, controlled by nobody else, and I just pay a little fee each month to have that address for uh, uh, for the broadcast uh, be be assigned specifically to me. Um, so yeah, Don, if you hear this, I, I'll help you out if you need it. Let's continue here. And I think it's the big question we ask as we look at the state of the UFO field. And the first part is, goes back to the early discussion about Roswell. What portion of all those early cases that really started everybody going on this quest, what portion of those cases were just something else? government experiments, things like that. How much did that influence some of the early sightings that launched everybody into UFO-dom? Greg? Mm, I don't know. I almost, you know, as you're saying it, I'm thinking what I care about is the cases that seem to have been affecting people on a very basic level, a very personal level, and that um, that were uh, not explained by these other things you're talking about. Um, and it'd be interesting to see over the course of you know the the decades how people described what happened to them and how it affected their lives. And I would venture to say it was much different in the 1950s than it is now. Way different. Um, and that's according to a lot of factors, personal factors, but societal factors, most importantly, and how people look at the subject, what they think and all that, because that affects deeply, I think, how people experience it, their, their, their backgrounding. Um, that, that would be interesting to me. Uh, the fact, you know, what's explained, what was, you know, secret government, whatever, that, that doesn't concern me personally as much anymore, although it does, I don't mind if it concerns other people. I like to see what they think. Um, because uh, uh, I've said this, I think, before on your show, that I think the most important question right now is what causes UFO reports? Good question. <laughs> what does cause UFO reports? Aliens? Yeah, who knows what causes them? That's what I'd like to find out. Um, what causes a UFO report that remains, uh, as as most people would accept it, unexplained? Um, and if it's unexplained... Where, you know, which thread do we follow towards an explanation? And at this point, I think the explanation has to do a lot with us and very little with whatever is causing the report. So I think when I say what causes UFO reports, um, I think, you know, probably a large percentage of it is what happens when somebody has a weird experience, um, what happens in their minds. What happens in their local environment? How do they remember it? How do they describe it to other people? How does their, you know, how does their visual, psychological, neurological system react to a strange phenomena? And how does that turn into what we know as a UFO report? Those, I think, to me, those are the important questions now. I'm going to find out a MUFON uh, sighting report for him. 
Yeah, you're not going to find that on a, a citing report form, and maybe that's you know, maybe that's why all that has to be done away with and stop taking reports and just start talking to people. Because I think most people, when they give a report, they just want somebody to listen to what happened to them. Yeah. You know, they don't want to come and say, look, I saw this thing and, you know, it's important that it get out to the press and blah, blah. they don't care about that. What they care about is I got to express this really weird thing that happened to me to somebody with a sympathetic ear or at least yeah. one that's not going to call me a nut. Right. And I don't know how you can you can categorize that. Well, you that can, is also you know, a request for validation. Yeah, you, exactly. You want someone to come out there and say, yeah, you're not crazy. You saw something. Which, of course, unfortunately influences the way the data is collected. Yes, exactly. You got a UFO investigator going out. What do you think the hell? What do you think people are going to say to UFO investigator? Right. That I saw a UFO with a, you know, the popular idea about what these things are is going to be filtered back through them saying something to a UFO investigator that they think the investigator wants to hear and maybe parrot back to them in a way that says, this is, like Gene said, this is validated. You really did see something. And um, unfortunately, it's going to be parroted back, and you really did see something. And it's aliens coming from other planets in structured craft. In fact, I don't know if witnesses would be happy if you came out there and said, I don't know what you saw. I don't know if it's from another planet. I don't even know what the explanation is. I just want to hear what you have to say about it. But unfortunately, I I think that's what they should be doing. I've said that uh, actually quite a number of times. People say, well, what do you care for? It's like that's a really good question, uh, Farmer Brown. Uh, I, I just I'm really interested in how this experience sort of impacted you. How did it change your thinking? Uh, do you, do you believe things differently now than you did before the experience? I mean, that was it was the societal programming aspect of it that has always uh, interested me. I, you know, I've been saying for years the experience is more. Uh, the experiencer is more important than the experience, and mm-hmm. and it's it's actually kind of gratifying to hear the guy who invented the whole concept of data crunching in ufology, <laughs> Jacques Vallée, of all people, to come out and say, "Well, I don't think maybe data mining is going to get us anywhere, or it's it's really you know efficacious uh, for this process," which is what I'm, I'm getting uh, from you, Greg, that he said. It was like, you know, the whole garbage in, garbage out argument, which I've always used. It's like, you know, I, I'm so proud of my database because it, it was gathered very stringently by, by yours truly. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I, I'm, I'm confident in the accuracy and, and the, uh, you know, the possible usefulness that it might, might bring uh, somebody. And it's consistent. Um, there is no consistency when you're trying to dovetail and collate and coalesce uh, different style databases together it's impossible to come up with with any sort of valuable information other than just rough trends maybe days of the week time of the day that sort of thing um you may be able to come up with some patterning but again it it all looks like when people are outside happen to be looking up that's when you get more sightings if there's um fireworks shows around the fourth of july you see a big spike um you see a big spike around any sort of uh, lunar or solar eclipse um, any time that there's, um, you know, any sort of um, celestial event like uh, Hale Bop, of course, uh, comes to mind, or Kahootek, there, there. If you look at it, it, at the appearance of comets, uh, you see a spike in, in reports because people are looking up in the air. You know that yeah. that that's really important to remember that you have to be able to 
Uh, you know, you have to look up in the air to be able to um, see something. And Let's look up at this for at a moment, thumbs. and we'll get back with more with Greg Bishop, Gene, and Chris. You're in. <laughs> Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great t-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children. Stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. If you go to store.theparacast.com, stop by and take a shopping tour. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Ralph, remember when you said you were going to start paying more attention to your health and now you're eating potato chips? Just a few. A few, okay, but you should be eating Superberries Aronia Berries. Aronia what? Aronia Berries from Superberries.com. They're known for having one of the highest levels of antioxidants that helps with overall wellness. Go to Superberries.com slash radio. And right now we get a free smoothie recipe book with our order. Plus we can save $4 at checkout. Wow, look at all the benefits of these berries. I know, Ralph, I know. Choose health. Eat purple. Superberries.com. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. No, Greg Bishop is not a quack. Oh, that's good to know. He just plays one on radio? Yeah, Greg Blank Bishop. <laughs> it sounds like Mel Blank. <laughs> yeah, except that Mel Blank didn't. Yeah, but sure, but he didn't do Donald Duck. That's the one he didn't do. You know what's on his gravestone? Yeah, I do. <laughs> but it, but it, that's all, folks. It just says that's all, folks, and uh, that's all it says. I didn't even. Think, I don't even voices. It might say that on there too. I think you're yeah. right. His grave is like I'm like two miles from my house at the yeah. Hollywood Forever Cemetery. <laughs> so I take people on tours there when they come to visit. If you come to town and you see me, I'll take you to the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Two of the Ramones are buried there too. Uh, Johnny and Joey. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, Dee Dee's probably um, on display at some circus sideshow. Yeah. I, I, no, I don't think Joey's buried there. I can't remember. Maybe it is Dee Dee and and uh, Johnny. Johnny has a big Johnny grave. Is. 
he has that big monument with him coming out of the thing in, in granite playing his guitar. It's beautiful. Right. Yeah, that's pretty famous, actually. Now, I took Nick there. He had a religious experience. <laughs> you should have had him get up on the back of the of the, the statue and take his picture riding. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, he should have. He would have enjoyed it. And, of course, they're talking about our old friend Nick Redfern there. But, yeah, I've, I, and the uh, Paramania group I took there, too, and then we had fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Well, we're getting off into music again. We just can't help ourselves. I guess Gene can uh, back us back into uh, the subject at hand or whatever subject well, we have. Well, I can do that. What What is your chapter about in Robbie's new book? It's called, here, let me read it out of the book. I got it on Saturday morning. Significantly, Sergeant Peppers came at eight, uh, 9 in the morning, and uh, UFOs reframing the debate came at 10 in the morning <laughs> on my doorstep. My chapter is called, um, and it's a very big, uh, overblown title, The Co-Creation Hypothesis, Human Perception, the Informational Universe, and the Overhaul of UFO Research. I think I might have want to chain, take off that overhaul of UFO research part off, but there we are. And I can't even remember what it's about. Okay, I remember what it's about. Um, it's a lot of stuff I've been saying here, but it's basically saying, you know, let's step back. Let's listen to the witnesses. Let's realize that there's more going on in a close encounter, much more going on between a witness and the witnessed in a close encounter, 500 feet or less, than is going on in a simple, simple sighting where you see something flying through the sky. And probably most importantly... For me, in this essay, what I mentioned before, um, we have to look at the instrument that is receiving UFO reports, us. I don't even think we realize exactly how that instrument works all the time. And it's not a, it's not a tape recorder. It's not a video recorder. It's subject to our memories, our prejudices, our emotions, our cultural cueing, our evolutionary heritage. That's very important. Um, how we perceive time how we tell stories to ourselves and others. And the last part of the essay, I talk about information theory and how that might be uh, an important aspect of what's going on with uh, when we theorize about what UFOs are, how we see them, how we experience them, etc. So that, that that is the extent of the essay of whatever it is. It came out to like 5,500 or 6,000 words or something. Yeah. So if people, though, are still chasing after aliens, how do you get them off that train? I can't. However, that's what somebody said about the book. It's like, you know, well, what do you, you know, what do you expect, to, what do you expect this book to do? You know, it's not going to change anybody's mind. I said, I don't think the purpose of the book is to change people's minds. It's to reframe the debate. That's the title of the, the thing. It's if people are open to these other ideas it provides them an avenue to explore these other ideas. And what I really hope is take these ideas and push them further and do things that people in this book haven't even thought of yet. It's, it's, it's a catalyst, I think. I think the best thing that could happen this book with this book is to be a catalyst for people to start thinking in different ways. And there are definite way, things in this book where you can you know that research can where research can take it a different path. Micah Hanks' chapter is all about a different classification system for UFO reports. That's one. That's one example. Uh, Susan St. Clair's chapter is about uh, 
um, the paranormal and other other events that are considered to be paranormal and how they relate to the UFO subject and people's and witness um, experience. And these are just a couple of things that could be done. Because uh, when we were on um, Coast to Coast the other night, Robbie immediately got hate mail. <laughs> like within 10 minutes of the show. Wow. Um, that's and that's they, sad. Yeah. Well, you know what? So what? Whoever sent him the hate mail has no clue um, about what's going on here. They're basically stuck in. I would like it's apparently to me. They're basically stuck in. I want to hear UFO porno. And that's fine. You know, I, I, I lived on that for years. But at some point, you if if you have if you're inclined to, you say, well, what's behind all this stuff, and what, you know, what might be a different explanation, or what can we entertain besides the uh, big uh, elephant in the room of the ETH? Can we under- entertain other ideas? Yes, we can, and we should. And the you know the, a lot of you know some of the the uh, comments I hear from people is like you know this this psychological mumbo jumbo is all well and fine, but it's not really talking about the the real thing that's going on here and the real research that can be done on this, you know, by gathering data and all this. I was thinking while you were talking of an article I read from Ray Palmer in his Flying Saucers magazine back in the 50s or 60s. And he said, do Martians see UFOs? But his point, of course, in the argument was that he felt UFOs were native to our environment or something we perceive here, we're not perceiving them in outer space. And maybe there's some comparable phenomenon that people on other worlds might deal with. And even if we discover ironclad evidence that Proxima Centauri has a planet that is inhabited possibly by life as we know it, that would never solve the UFO mystery. They may have their own UFO mystery to deal with. I think that a lot of the problem here is the way that our minds work is let us come up with a model and then let's push everything into that model to see how well it fits. Um, And the problem, the the problem is people get obsessed with whatever model that they've, they want to shove all the data into to the exclusion of everything else. What's really hard, and I'm trying to do this with myself, is to consider every model possible, consider a lot of possibilities, and see what might work, not, and not be stuck in one of them. Um, you have to be stuck in one of them while you're doing work on them. It's just the nature of it. But the problem is when an ego gets involved and says, this is the way that things work. That, that, that's, I think that's a mistake. The, the, the really hard thing to do is to be, as I, I think I said this in the essay, Complete interest and total agnosticism. I think that's a really good uh, uh, mindset, which is a tough one, too, when you're going into this study. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Most people don't have the ability to um, understand that they're not being objective, number one, and then number two, to actually be objective and agnostic about things and and really be open-minded about all the the permutations and 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 the possible you know, different interpretations that a single set of data even can, you know, can be interpreted in, in a variety of ways. And it, it kind of depends on your, your front-loading, as I like to refer to it as. You yeah. know, the more you're front-loaded by, by comic books, by you know, graphic novels, by TV, by movies, the less likely you are to be in a position to actually be effectively objective. Um, because you've been just totally front-loaded with, by your culture, which is not your friend. <laughs> culture is not your friend. 
<laughs> well, at least X-Files in their new incarnation has kind of abandoned their ET theory. I mean, they still say that there was a Roswell crash involving aliens, but that our government participated in all the conspiracies after that. It's all us. It's not ET. We've got Greg Bishop. We've got Chris O'Brien. We've got Gene Steinberg. More to come. You're in the Paracast. Neighbors, I want to tell you about my favorite graphics app. It's the award-winning Graphic Converter. You know, Graphic Converter is the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features. And most important, it's easy to use. It's also far less expensive than that other app that you can only get by subscription. You know, the one I'm talking about. What's more, you can get 20% off with your order right now. So write this down to learn about Graphic Converter. Go to www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Let me spell that. www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. Analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Yesterday, I got a call from the IRS. They say I owe them over $16,000. I don't have that kind of money. Don't try to fight the IRS on your own. Use Coast One Financial Group and let them help you get a fresh start. If you owe at least $10,000 in back taxes, call now for a free and confidential tax debt analysis. Call Coast One now for a free consultation at 800-643-4661 now. 800-643-4661. That's 800-643-4661. Heart disease is on the rise. Clogged arteries, high blood pressure, and high cholesterol levels may not be fully detected by you, but the symptoms are there. Loss of energy, blood sugar spikes and drops, poor circulation, and irregular heartbeat are just a few of these that can alert you that something is wrong. Hear how heart and body extract is making a difference in thousands of people's lives across America. My blood pressure has normalized. My diabetes has totally improved. Everyone is telling me now how much healthier I look, and I'm 
telling everyone how much healthier I feel. I recommend heart and body extract to everyone. Anybody over 40 in the North American continent should be using this product as a preventative to keep their cardiovascular system healthy. Order your two-month supply today by calling 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. Or order online, hbextract.com. Heart and body extract, 866-295-5305. Or hbextract.com. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So even X-Files, Greg Bishop, has changed the culture in that way. Did you know that? Yeah, actually, when you have Robbie on, ask him about that. He has very specific ideas about media culture and the UFO subject. I mean, that's what his first book is about. Silver Screen Saucers? Yes. Um, Very good. He's probably, you know, I don't know about the world authority, but just about anybody you would ask would say, who would know about, you know, media, uh, movies, TV, uh, documentaries, whatever you want to call it, and the UFO subject and how they affect each other? in a um, reflexive fashion. Yeah. Robbie would be the person to ask about that. I think that what the X-Files does and their um, writers do is they do just what we all do. We go, we go trolling the internet for information. And when they see something that's uh, at the front of the curve, they're going to uh, incorporate that into their um, story structures and their, their story arcs, which is a good idea. I mean, I, I think that's great. But there is also... If you're really into the subject matter, like uh, us three and uh, most people listening to this show, you can go even farther than that. I mean, there are things that cannot be expressed in a TV show yet. And I think a lot of this comes up on your show and my show and a few other people we know. Um, the, the thinking on the subject is, is uh, a lot of it is um, not even ahead of the curve. It's just out away from the curve. That kind of stuff interests me. Yeah. Well, you, you also have the... Uh the interesting correlation, too, that uh, you see uh, with the release of ET-themed popular culture, um, like Close Encounters, uh, Day the Earth Stood Still, uh, the original, if, if you'll notice that you you tend to have more uh, an increased kind of intensity or a sighting wave that uh, seems to kind of launch itself after uh, these popular uh, ET-themed uh, cultural, you know, art, if you will, has, has been released and embraced by the public, then you, you tend to see a corresponding rise in interest in these subjects, um, which yeah, I think uh, Robbie does mention that in, in Silver Screen Saucers, that there, there tends to be a bell curve that follows uh, the release of, of a very popular sci-fi with alien, alien mo- uh, motifs and, and, uh, and storylines. Story and uh, 
And also, there's a, a rise when we get out of uh, overseas operations uh, militarily. There, there tends to be a rise in uh, in UFO activity and uh, unusual activity in the the year or two following the the drawdown from uh, foreign theater uh, participation by the military. Uh, just coincidentally, a change in the. Uh, uh, the federal branch from uh, one party to the other party, you tend to see an upsurge in activity the following uh, year or two. Go figure. And also the run-up uh, to the election. Uh, there, there tends to be a little bit more activity uh, in the run-up of an election year when there's a change of uh, political power in the executive branch. Um, there's a moon phase correlation with uh, cattle mutilations. So <laughs> getting back to the whole idea of creative thinking, I think pe- people need to you know, to look at things from new and different angles and uh, get a little oblique with your thinking and get outside of that uh, that confounded box that yeah. we always talk about. Like Chris said, you look at all of this from the side if you can, as a sideward, sideways glance, because you see things in the periphery of your vision. If you look in the periphery of your vision mentally, I think you'll pick up you'll pick up some signals and they may mean something to you and you may be able to communicate that to other people and answer these questions for yourself. Because ultimately, I think what we're doing with the UFO thing is answering questions for ourselves, um, maybe not uh, for the society at large or the collective, but for ourselves. Well, the one thing you were saying here about events occurring, say, when a government changes or during an election. Now, there's both optimism and anxiety. And I wonder if anxiety about how things might change, about the potential for change might trigger some external phenomenon. That might. Um, do you see, what Chris is saying here is uh, everything he was saying to me, what uh, Chris was saying about uh, the um, all these uh, events that seem to precipitate or precede a UFO sighting wave. Um, when he's saying that, I say that uh, when I see a pattern and something starts to excite me, I'm immediately kind of going, uh, I'm buying into my own BS here. But (laughs) um, apart from that, what he was saying there was all these things are human things. Um, A change of uh, regime in the the White House, uh, a military, uh, uh, you know, military uh, actions, any any of these things, Um, even, uh, you know, phases of the moon and all that, we're watching that stuff. It's all centered on us. So, you know, how much, you know, how can, how can we pick ourselves out of the equation to figure out what the other thing is? That, that's what interests me. But yeah, it, it's, it, every time we refer to this, it seems to be on some human-centered scale, which, you know, uh, that seems obvious to us, but I think we have to realize it when we're uh, studying the subject, um, that we, can't our take our, we cannot take ourselves out of the equation. Maybe because we're part of it. The phenomenon is a part of us. Well, that's, that's Greg's whole chapter in, in the new uh, sure. Robbie, Robbie Graham book, is uh, the co-creative uh, aspect of ufology, which has really been given short shrift. Not enough people realize that this is a reflective phenomenon and that we are as important to the process as whatever it is from the outside coming in. Yeah, and uh, you know the the one of the big questions is you know uh, how much of us is in there, and as I say in my essay, it could be complete. It could be almost nothing to almost everything. Might be us, and what are we left with with that almost everything? What is the uh, 
What is the precipitating event? What causes UFO reports? <laughs> well, maybe we see UFOs because we're conditioned to view things in that way. And that goes back to a lot of possibilities that right now we're living in that culture. Therefore, the phenomenon is a UFO. And maybe if we're out in space and we're exploring other star systems and we have warp drive or whatever we use to get there, there'll be some other kind of phenomenon that will be an imperative to tell us what's going on in our future, where we need to go, where we need to take ourselves. Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, I think if we become somehow unstuck from time in some way or be able to do that, maybe, maybe that's part of the answer too. Some people can do that. Remote viewers can do it to an extent. Well, maybe they're just tapping into things in a different way. The thing I worry about remote viewing is always the accuracy level. Or maybe they're creating the reality that they see. Um, yeah, that's called uh, analytical overlay, and they, they're, they, I think they're aware of that. Um, and, no, it's not perfect. It's, it's far from perfect. But there are just some people that are better at it than others, and there might be threads that can be pulled in from that, too. Um, not necessarily believing uh, some, what some reviewer says specifically, or um, what's the word, uh, in a, in a uh, direct way, but maybe metaphorically or obliquely, as Chris said. We've got more to come with Greg, Gene, and Chris. You're in. Uh, Paracast. <laughs> listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blocket Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Will the government protect your family from Iran and North Korea's newest weapon, EMP? We buy guns to protect ourselves, home, health, and car insurance for accidents. Maybe you also have food storage. But how would you keep your refrigerator running in a long-term EMP blackout? Using tested military designs, the Solark EMP-hardened solar generator protects and powers your critical appliances for years without burying items underground or wrapping them in aluminum foil. Unlike other preps, Solark is used every day to help offset your electric bill automatically. Visit PortableSolarLLC.com to learn how easily expandable the system is. Solark is the most affordable and powerful solution on the market. The whole system even fits in the back of a pickup or SUV and can install in less than an hour. See for yourself why Solark beats other off-grid systems at PortableSolarLLC.com. Don't wait for the government. 
Go to PortableSolarLLC.com to learn why Solark is energy insurance for your family. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231 and the Berkey guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey light, the Berkey guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653 or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. Hi there, I'm Bob Eubanks. You know, as part of Hollywood for a long time, I've seen my fair share of celebrities get in trouble with the IRS. Well, there's one name I trust, the Tax Defense Group. They're the most trusted name in tax. So if you owe more than $10,000 to the IRS, you really need to call my friends at the Tax Defense Group. Ignoring the IRS is not the solution. They can garnish your paycheck, levy your bank accounts, seize your home or business. But the Tax Defense Group could put a stop to all of that and tailor a program that would reduce your tax debt to pennies on the dollar. you got to love that. So don't just take my word for it. Call them. Find out for yourself. They offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. And they're open 24 hours a day because they know that tax debt doesn't sleep either. Call now for your free and confidential tax analysis from the most trusted name in tax. Call 800-361-6907. 800-361-6907. Hey, this is Marie D. Jones, the author of This Book is from the Future, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. We're back with two more segments trying to sit here and ponder the state of the universe, our paranormal universe, what's going on there. And by doing that, we have to take all the files collected by the National UFO Reporting Center and throw them in the garbage can or erase them. Take the database from MUFON that they've accumulated since 1969 when they were a splinter group from APRO and spun off as the Midwest UFO Network before they became Mutual UFO Network several years later. I don't know if our listeners know that, that MUFON originally started as people who had some problem with APRO and decided to roll their own. And they kept going, and APRO died maybe 15, 18 years later. Not that it's done anything. It hasn't brought us anything. It hasn't brought us any closer to anything. Uh, I was not suggesting that we throw away databases. That, 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 I don't think that should happen. I just said that Valet thought that it was the differences between the data collection methodologies were irreconcilable as a large database. I think they can still be used for something. I just don't, you know, I'm kind of scared to, that there's no way to integrate all databases all over the world from different places. 
like yeah, you know, not to erase them, not to get rid of them, anything like that. There might still be things. I'm sure there's still clues hidden in those databases. But as far as an answer to the UFOs uh, enigma, you know, I don't know if the answer, quote unquote, is in there. And the fact, the other thing I think I said in my essay is, you know, if we stop looking for an answer, the answer, that might open things up, too. If you start thinking, we're going to solve this thing and it's going to be this thing, the aliens or, you know, or an interdimensional, shoving it down one of these pipes is it's not a good idea because the thing doesn't want to be shoved in a pipe or into a into a category. Um, that's that's my other T-shirt uh, that I want to wear at conferences. Mimic the obliqueness of the subject matter. <laughs> we have a lot of a lot of people trying to blend in with the wallpaper and. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, it, it's the lust for result. You know, any time that you're you're you become rabid because you think you've figured something out, the phenomenon is going to throw you just enough information to let you you know open your mouth, go public, and put your foot in your mouth because invariably the phenomenon is going to then give you data diametrically opposed to any conclusions that you come up with, and it's going to give you the exact opposite data. Believe me, I've been there and I've experienced this, and I've even predicted that I would experience this. And uh, it's just, it's, 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 it's just irreconcilable. You just, the the more you focus on it, the more it's like mercury, and it's it scoots away. It's almost like you have to, you know, kind of have your your eyes half crossed and sort of be looking sort of, uh, you know, at the horizon or, or look out of your peripheral vision to really get a, a, a direct view of it, which is really frustrating. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You have to walk this weird thing where you are interested, but you don't, you know, you don't buy into anything. You know, th- that's my thing. What I said earlier, co- complete interest in total agnosticism. And that's a tough one. That's that's that, that's a weird tightrope to walk. Yeah, and it's it's impossible for most yeah, people. I, I think it, I don't know about it wants to do that, but I think it's human well, psychology just, is is made to become obsessed with things it, it comes to the territory it's it's almost a you know it's almost a predictable um obstacle for uh, any sort of clarity uh in terms of trying to analyze all this uh, information try to make sense of it. it it's it's set up in a very tricksterish uh, kaleidoscopic fashion where the center it never really holds. Um, it's it's like trying to pin down mercury. It's very very tricksterish. I, I've really got to write a book on the trickster and UFOs. I, I don't think anybody's really done that yet. That might be my next uh, project after my follow up to Stock in the Herd. <laughs> Great, I'd love to see that. Uh, you probably you should probably interview George Hansen. Well, I definitely wouldn't. In fact, I'd love to co-write it with him. <laughs> well, write him and see what see what's up with him. I have yeah. never talked to him. George Hansen, oh, he's is somebody. So cool. I- Always wanted to talk to, and everybody's like, "He's so approachable." You know, just just write to him. So yeah, I yeah, he's great. I'll give you his contact information. He's we we've had him on the show here. I met him in New Jersey at uh, one of the fringe New Jersey conferences that I spoke at, and we had a great time. He's very very uh, open minded, a lot of fun. He's just very light, and you know, just there's always that twinkle in his eye, you know, which I, I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Yeah, I enjoyed what he had to say. Also, a couple of things there troubled me but look you bring somebody on there's always going to be something that you can complain about what what troubled you i don't know i think his interpretation of a certain abduction case where a certain person was stalking a certain ufo abduction researcher 
and oh, the I position see. he took. And we all don't want to get back into that again because that opens oh, up. Oh, God, no. No, we don't want to go into that because the last time Chris said something about it and they blamed me for it. <laughs> yeah, I'm keeping my mouth shut on this one. No, no, I'm not. That's as far as I want to go. Yeah, well, that's yeah. another weird thing about ufology. How, what do you back off from? And it's hard to tell sometimes. Yeah, well, I just stay out of the abduction thing as much as I can. You know, I, I, um, I recuse myself because I may have been abducted. So how, how can I possibly comment on it from a, from a place of uh, objectivity? It's even harder for you, but, you, you know, that goes back to that, you know, how, uh, how, how, how agnostic can you remain the closer you get to the, you know, closer you get to the subject. And the closer yeah. you get to it, that agnosticism starts melting away, and that's when you have to beware. Like I yeah, said, when, yeah. I, when I start believing my own BS, I start getting scared. <laughs> yeah, just get Sigrid to smack you upside the head. Yeah, Greg, I, I should. Whack. Yeah, she 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 has more than once about certain things by just saying, "I'm not going to that dumb convention. What do I need to hear all that for?" <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. and she's right. <laughs> yeah, well, you're going by yourself, honey. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and she's totally fine with it. You know, so that's yeah. that's great. You know, I I chose I I chose both of us chose well, so that's good. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Well, I've I've been contacted by a guy that. Uh, Claims that he's the source of the letter that was sent to the CIA, which or sent me. He actually sent it to the National Forest Service or the Tonto National Forest, and it ended up get forwarding, you know, get forwarded on to the CIA, which is part of the recent data dump that uh, John Greenwald posted on the Black Vault. And this guy claimed that he found the entrance to an underground alien base just about an hour and a half from me, and uh, somehow it's kind of weird how. He contacted me. I still am not quite sure how he knew to contact me, but he's supposedly sending me a a, a DVD with uh, some photographs and some footage and stuff on it that he took. When he, he sent the letter to the Forest Service, they kind of ignored him. They did forward it on to, to Washington, but since he didn't hear back from him, he contacted the uh, some law enforcement there. I'm not sure if it was the Rangers or local law enforcement. And because he was persistent, they they said, if you don't stop, sir, we're going to be taking you to the mental hospital. Because he was talking about alien, 20-foot aliens with, with bear snouts for faces and pretty bizarre stuff. I'm wondering if there's any, like, mushrooms around the Lake Roosevelt area or the salt <laughs> Salt River, because some of the descriptions that he has are pretty, pretty wild. So uh, I figured I'd just make a little public announcement that we're going to be, we're going to be uh, led to the uh, latest uh, underground base uh, location uh, here sometime this summer when when it cools down a little bit. Well, watch out if you're led there. Maybe you'll go there and you'll not come back. Well, you know, in the Tano National Forest, I've done a little research. There's been quite a number of weird disappearances of people that have, you know, just just ended up disappearing, leaving all their valuables in their car and the car open, that sort of thing, and and no apparent uh, sign of them from there on. And there's been quite a number of cases. I've, I have a, a, an email into David Polites uh, about this to see if he has any information on some of these uh, Tonto National Forest uh, disappearances. More to come with Gene, Chris, and Greg. You're in the Paracast. 
Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive PowerCast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the PowerCast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a PowerCast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.thepowercast.com, store.thepowercast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the PowerCast. If you go to store.thepowercast.com, stop by and take a shopping tour. It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com, virtual care anywhere. Be prepared for the next disaster with the Shelter Pod. The Shelter Pod is a large, all-season, heavy-duty, quick-deploy shelter. The Shelter Pod system can be set up in 30 seconds and includes an emergency medical kit, water filter, survival tools, and more. Are you prepared to take care of your family? Do you have everything in one place ready to go? Get it now or enter to win a complete Shelter Pod system at ShelterPod.com. The Shelter Pod at ShelterPod.com. Shelter when you need it most. Message and data rates may apply. Warning, texting while driving is illegal just about everywhere. So if you want 2020 vision and you're driving, pull over when you can. Because a life-changing offer is just one text away. The LASIK Vision Institute is now offering absolutely free evaluations and dramatically low prices on high-quality LASIK. Text the word CLEAR88 to 350350 to get the latest FDA-approved LASIK technology for a fraction of what others charge. Text to schedule your free appointment to see if LASIK is right for you. Results may vary. Don't miss out. When you text CLEAR88 to 350350, you'll also get an extra 20% discount off our already low-cost services. We've already performed over a million procedures. Today, it's your turn. Discover how you can get the quality LASIK experience you've always wanted for a fraction of what others charge. This great offer is just one text away. Text CLEAR88 to 350350. That's C-L-E-A-R 88 to 350350. 
Being self-reliant is about being prepared and to do what you need to have your own source of renewable energy. Portable Solar LLC offers the most powerful EMP-hardened solar system on the market that is transportable from place to place. And the best part, it's very affordable. Contact them at PortableSolarLLC.com or call for details at 972-575-8875. Soul Arc EMP-hardened solar generator, energy insurance for your family or business. Call Portable Solar LLC today or go to PortableSolarLLC.com to check out their patent-pending technology. This is Joshua P. Warren, author of The Poor Man's Paranormal, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So we open up a new can of worms here. People who disappear, and you mentioned, Chris, the Tonto National Forest. So let's just refresh our listeners from the break there. They leave their possessions in the car. Right. Their, their cars are found, and, and it's like the person should be standing there or sitting in the car, and they're not. You know, All their personal possessions are there. There's been a couple cases where stuff's been spread around, I think, outside the car. It's it just strange, um, unsolved disappearances. Obviously, David Pilates is, is our kind of resident expert uh, on all things uh, <laughs> missing and disappeared in national forests and parks. So uh, I'm going to dovetail some research with him and and find out, um, you know, if he has any uh, additional information. But, but this guy, you know, he makes he's making all the right noises. He goes, I know I sound crazy, and the cops, you know, even threatened to, to lock me up if I if I didn't stop bugging them about it. But there is something really going on there, and I have some photographic evidence to prove it. So I'm waiting to to see this, and uh, we'll just have to take it one step at a time. It's not that far from the house here. Okay, so let me ask you a little bit more about this, Chris. All right, so when you say leave the possessions in the car, is it because they were moving or just what they would normally keep in a car? Just normally what they would have, their purses or, or ID, that sort of thing. Uh, I think in one case it was groceries, if I remember correctly. Um, so there's there's been a number of these uh, over the years in the 70s and 80s and into the, I think, early 90s. Uh, there's been quite a number of these. So uh, just strange disappearances, not only people disappearing, you know, leaving cars behind, but but people on hikes on the Arizona Trail, for instance, which goes right through that area. So we'll just have to just keep digging. And, and uh, once it cools down, this gentleman is uh, offered to uh, lead an expedition there. So um, we'll have our cameras ready to go and possibly even have some analog equipment there without the digital you know, digital uh, possible problems with uh, digital equipment. You know, when I hear about things like this, I wonder sometimes if people have a reason to disappear and they create this circumstance. You know, maybe they're being chased by law enforcement, by creditors or something, and right. they have a reason to go and there's somebody else who picks them up in the car and takes them away. Right. They staged their own disappearance. Sure. Exactly. Yeah, and that that could probably account for some, but but it, it's interesting that it should be all centered in a, in a particular area like this. It would appears to me to be a rather unusual concentration of cases. Oh, it sure does sound like something really strange, though. Even if it isn't, just the symptoms of it. Now, what do the authorities say? Has anyone really looked into it? Other, of course, than Pilates. Well, again, he didn't get any real response from the uh, Forest Service. Um, they just forwarded his information on to, to Washington, and it ended up being part of this data dump by the CIA a couple months ago. All right. It was his original letter that was sent 
to the Forest Service, and it was just forwarded on to uh, to Washington, ended up in the agency. So I'm not sure why that determination was made uh, that the letter should go to them, but uh, it was all part of John Greenwald's uh, data dump. And I was I was alerted uh, the next day by someone that said, hey, this is uh, down kind of in your neck of the woods. You know, I remember going there and sort of looking it up and thinking, wow, this is a pretty interesting story. I might want to go there. And then out of the blue, about three or four weeks later, this guy calls me up and says, I'm the guy that sent the letter in. It's almost like uh, I'm, I'm a little suspicious of the, <laughs> you know, I said, well, how did you find out about me? And he goes, well, oh, I saw you on the internet and you made a response that showed that you were interested in aliens. So I figured you were, you know, you were where you are in Arizona. You're pretty near. So I figured I'd contact you. And that that doesn't quite wash, but Casey's listening. I, I don't want to scare him away, but, uh, you know, it, it, it seems a little strange. So I'm, I'm not going into this with all sorts of expectation uh, by any means. And I am going to bring lots of witnesses in case something does does show up. But we're going to be ready to go. We're going to have some drones. And I'll gonna, come. Jeez. Yeah, sure. If you want, we're probably going to go up there in September. Is probably when it's cool enough because it's right. it's down about four thousand feet and it's probably down about three thousand feet. So it's going to be hot down there from here on out. We're looking for the rest of the week at hundred degree weather. We've we've dodged that triple digit uh, monster here this uh, this year. We've been unusually uh, cool, and now we're going into the hundreds. And down there, it's going to be probably you know eight to ten degrees hotter. Right now, looking at the weather, and we're doing this on Thursday, June 1st, the weather in the Phoenix area is going to be low hundreds for the next five days. Same up here. All right. Well, let's see what happens. Maybe here we can do some kind of live thing. If you have a decent cell phone connection, maybe we can set up Skype or something. So when ET captures you, Chris, and takes you away, we will hear it. Well, 20-foot aliens that have bear faces, uh, that's, I, I can't wait to get some footage of that. <laughs> <laughs> I, bet, I, I bet in the daytime you won't see anything. Although, well, you know what? He, you can he set says, it up yeah, for you a, can. Oh, yeah? He knows exactly where to look. He says they've camouflaged the rock face, the opening. They've poured cement and then made it look like, like rocks. He says, but if you look carefully, you can tell that it's obviously fake. And it's in the middle of nowhere. There's no trails or roads or anything near there. Okay. Uh, so I've seen how many people say it's so well camouflaged, you can't, it's like, I can't see anything. But if you're actually there, that may be different. Well, and if you have a drone, you can fly right up to it. Yeah, that too. Exactly. I've got two of them. So, you know, if one gets shot down, we'll try the other one. Okay, cool. Ron <laughs> has two, two as well. Okay, yeah. so what's going to happen here is Greg's going to bring his drones and Chris is going to bring his crew and I don't know if I'm going to join you or not. I don't like running around and driving in mountains and stuff. I love it. Yeah, oh, God. That's what I, I live for. Yeah, exactly. All right. So, Greg, what, what else are you up to before we lose you here? Uh, what do you have on, on, the, uh, on the front burner here? I'm not really sure. You know, I'm trying to help Robbie with the, uh, the release of this book and keeping that kind of uh, up in front of everybody's uh, consciousness just to get these ideas out. And one thing I didn't emphasize about the book, and Robbie's going to probably tell you, most people, some of the essays in the book are going to upset or piss you off. And others are going to be, yeah, right on. And that is exactly what the what the point of the book is. And he said he said on, uh, on my interview, he said at the end of the at the end of the book, I want people to be confused. 
<laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Oh, I like it. <laughs> Which is great. Um, that that that's exact because the subject is confusing and frustrating. So why not? Yeah, here we are. We're we're mimicking the obliqueness of the subject. So you know, I'm involved with that quite a bit. I'm I'm you know, apart from all this stuff, I'm I'm uh, working with a company to to uh, test uh, autonomous drone software. So that's that's been very interesting recently, and. Uh, and so those are basically the main. And you know, I'm continuing to do my show, and sporadically, not nearly as um, faithfully as you guys or a lot of other people. But I'm I'm continuing writing Mysterio, so I don't have any ch- plans to fold it or anything. So we'll we'll have a lot of uh, uh, different guests here in the future. Uh, actually, a lot of them in the book in UFOs reframing the debate. I'm going to have a series of roundtables, I think, with different authors in the book. No, oh, nice, cool. So that's what's going on with me. Where can we find more of your stuff, Greg Bishop? Uh, mainly at radiomisterioso.com, uh, R-A-D-I-O-M-I-S-T-E-R-I-O-S-O. Um, and you can ask to be added to the uh, Facebook group for Radio Mysterioso. Uh, th- those are the main ways uh, to get in touch and to keep up with what I'm doing, I guess, personally. I should have mentioned a couple other things, too. I'm going to be at Roswell at the Roswell uh, 70th anniversary, and I'll also be at the East Coast Para Conference in Nova Scotia in August. We've got ways to find us, too, for the Paracast. You can go to Twitter, look for the Paracast, look for two Paracast fan clubs on Facebook. And don't forget to check out the Paracast Plus. Go to plus.theparacast.com. We've got the After the Paracast podcast exclusively available to subscribers. We give you a commercial-free version of this show. We offer other goodies with more to come. More stuff from Paul Kimball's Other Side of Truth coming real soon now, he tells us. Check plus.theparacast.com. Special offers for five-year and lifetime subscriptions. And be sure to visit OurStrangePlanet.com. There's a new article there on modern dinosaurs and the history of modern dinosaur sightings. That's it. Got Craig Bishop. Fun as always. Tearing apart the UFO field, trying to find a better way. Thank you for joining us on the Paracast. Thanks so much. Featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.